Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Monday, friends, welcome into Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, along with Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis, mm. hanging out with you. November Hello. 7th. Hi, hi, everybody. Uh, November 7th and uh, sunny, beautiful day in Philadelphia, that's for sure. The, uh, the, the temperature of the sports fans may be a little bit different after what was a very difficult weekend. The sky's uh, not falling. That's for stay sure. A, stay away from the Robert. Stay away from the Robert. <laughs> this uh, this this day, do you understand? It's November seventh, and it's seventy five degrees outside. Yes. Yeah. And this brings back m- memories, Barrett. Where you will you will remember as soon as I say this. Two years ago today, my oldest daughter got married on this day, and the week before that, the weekend prior to that. It was in the 40s, a sleet rain, and we're thinking, we have all these people coming in from the West Coast where it's warm. We have all, all these fa- – we had like 150 guests. That's still when they put a limit on – that was just when COVID was allowing venues to open up, but there was still a limit on how many people you could have. So my daughter and, and my son-in-law had to whittle their guest list down from like 300-something to 150. Yeah. And lo and behold, the day she gets married, it's 74 degrees out. Wow. It was at the uh, it was at Waterworks uh below the art museum. And oh, great place. Yeah, the, the crazy thing and he was he didn't let me he didn't let me bring my my fishing pole, man. Isn't that terrible, man? <laughs> you know what? Can, can, wait. <laughs> I'm usually the one to start the lies off during the week. <laughs> you, know, you know what? You beat me to you beat me to, to telling a lie, but this is the actual truth. So I had never been to I had never been to Waterworks before. I heard all these great things about it, how the food is great. I've never been there. Went there, Rob. I'm sure you've been there, so I you have. know the setting is phenomenal on the water. The food's great, right below the art museum. These huge steps you go up, and 
I didn't know there was like a big grassy area. On this day, there's people out there jogging in shorts and t-shirts. They've got their dogs. They're throwing frisbees and playing football. And when everybody was getting married under this awning right by the water, all of a sudden there was like a couple of weddings before us. We, we got there early so we can get ready. And whenever the, the minister said, I now pronounce your couple man and wife, the whole grass area would, would, was applauding. People sitting on the hillside was applauding. Mm. And then my daughter gets married, sure enough, the same thing. It was it was one of the most unusual, yet one of the most beautiful November days. Uh, it was like everybody and anybody could be a part of the ceremonies that day. And then, of course, the venue itself, Rob, let me tell you something real quick. Most of the time when you go to weddings, you have to pick something out on your your, your um, reservation of what you want to eat. Sure. And nine times out of ten, the food's under a heat lamp. By the time it gets, it's okay. Yeah. It's not great. At Waterworks. You get to pick from a menu, and when you sit down at the table, the waiters and waitresses come to your table, ask you what you want. It's made fresh right there. Awesome. Dude. It, and then they had an ice cream bar where we had banana fosters and different ice cream. <laughs> yes, uh, I did. Yes. I, I, can't, I can't even begin to tell you how many banana fosters I had. Man. I ain't, ain't going to lie to you. Hey, the money we pay for that wedding, they should I should have been lot. able to take the, the chef home and have them make me banana fosters for a month. I love it, man, bro. It was, it. it was it was amazing, man, and and you know even 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 the ambiance of, of the way it ended and everything, you know, partying and and you know it was just a oh, nice night. I got to drink as much as I wanted to drink. It was cool, bro. <laughs> for free. For free. For free, it's all yeah. about. That's then he stuffs the about. food in his pockets on his way That's out. That's right. That, <laughs> you told me that, to. Man, you better take some of food in the pocket. Yeah, right, right. right. Uh, man, you took. Man, you. You know how much I pay for this food? Maybe take some of this food with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm talking about just for the pre-wedding while we're in behind the scenes in this beautiful old building. They bring out uh, platters full of shrimp and, and stuff like this, the various seafoods and stuff. I'm thinking. Man, this is how rich people live. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, my, absolutely. My, my food stamps went a long way. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. Hey, That's, well, just to, just to uh, back up your point. You still ain't you got my $20? You owe me $20, man, because I had to give you $25 because you were $25 short on that bill, man. <laughs> what? Where's my $25 at, man? What? Yeah. Twenty five dollars, man. You talk to Trish about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take it up with the boss, Barry. Yeah, really. Uh, Seventy six uh, today. The high on Sunday is going to be forty six. That's how goofy this time of year is in this Dude. area. Just yeah. think about this. Since last Friday, I hope everybody in this area, if you live in this area, get a chance to get out and just do something, if nothing else, to take a walk in this weather. Yeah, it's been in the seventies since last Friday. Incredible. Dude, this incredible. is like unbelievable. You know, it's and I, I was gonna there, go, I was gonna go fishing, but of course my weekend was planned for me, so I couldn't do anything I wanted that's to it, do. Really, man. So. Well, that's what you will muddle through. Well, let I, I was um I did the um HBCU Howard at oh North Carolina Central, and it was North Carolina Central's homecoming. Man, I'm gonna tell you, wow, what, Utah. I've, I've been so, I've been to some of the greatest. Um, places to, to tailgate in the world. You know, I, I've been to the Grove down there in Ole Miss. You know, that's beautiful. I've been, you know, behind the hedges. I've been to all these different places, man. I've been to LSU where they got a tiger and you walk out there, there's fried alligator on um, on uh, on things and they're, they're smoking fried out. Uh, good morning, mom. I mean, yeah, good mom afternoon. But, you know, they, they got alligator, you know, barbecuing on a, on a rotisserie. Mm-hmm. I've seen all of that. I've had, but going to homecoming. And North Carolina Central, mm. they got this. They is 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 
unbelievable how much food, camaraderie, I mean, just everything. You name it. I'm talking about everybody from people 100 years old to kids like two and three years old just having a good time partying. Man, I never smell such, you know, good ambiance of the air. I mean, all you smell is fried chicken. You Ooh. couldn't concentrate on, on, on your game. There was oh, too, man. It was too many fumes coming in. Yeah, and I made sure that they were aware of it on the broadcast too, man. It was, <laughs> it was, and then they just steady giving you free food and people just, you know, congregating, you know, hugging. And, and it was just a great, great time. So I'm a frat fellas. I mean, it was, it was cool, man. I, I definitely enjoyed it, man. You, you, got, you got more free food? Why am I not surprised? Oh, no, it was it was unbelievable, man. I, I don't even eat potato salad. And I was eating potato salad. That's how good the food was you, out there. I, you know what? I don't like potato salad, and I don't like mac and cheese. I don't like either one. Me neither. Me neither. I don't know I don't, why. I don't People like, like either one of either. Like you committed a sin. You, right. You don't like mac and cheese. And I do not salad? like mac and cheese. You know, yeah. I'll eat it if I have to. If I absolutely yeah. have to. If I'm hungry, like I'm hungry, hungry, I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna eat whatever it is in front of me. You Same here. That's where I was raised. You know, you're gonna eat whatever in front of you. Exactly. But uh yeah. I, I'm 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 not the type, you know, that, like I'll make it for my family, but I'm not gonna make it for myself. I had my druthers, I'm gonna make what I'm gonna make. When it comes to mac and cheese and potato salad, I am Rob Ellis part two. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's not for you, man. That's yeah, it. But, but hey, uh, it. when I first get off the plane, I touch down, I get off the plane, I touch down and, and I'm on, on, on Sunday and I turn the radio on. Who do I hear? I hear Robert. And I'm 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 just hearing he's ready to blow a fuse. Was he, he crying? He'd reel himself back in, and then five minutes mm-hmm. later, another caller come on. He's ready to blow a fuse, and then he reel himself back in. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, he was very just, healthy. He was, very healthy. <laughs> <laughs> very healthy way he's to going live. up and down. Yeah, up and, it just depends on who he was talking to. Yeah, man. <laughs> it was uh, look. Saturday was insane. I, I'm on the air Saturday doing Phillies. They're leading into the Phillies game, and, and I have the union on in the studio. No sound on, mm. obviously. And that thing unfolds, and they fall apart. They're, they're up, they're up three two in overtime, and they're a man up. LA's yeah. a man short, yeah. and they score and tie it. And then they go to penalty kicks, and they lose. So that you know, I'm not. I, I don't claim to be the biggest Union fan, but that's a tough way to lose a championship, right? Yeah, so you lose is. that. They they had come down from one zero two one. Yeah, then you get the go ahead goal, and I think LA tied it in the one hundred twenty eighth minute. Three minutes, a man left. short. Yeah, yeah, I know, terrible, short. right? And I hate so that, that shootout, man. I hate that. Shootout I hate. Stuff. I hate it too. And, and so that that was like the appetizer for the night gut punch, you know. <laughs> oh man, man. And we'll get into this heavy, you know, this strategy and what Thompson did and all that. But you know, it sucks. It was all set up with, especially with the Eagles being off yesterday, for there to be a game seven. And how great would that have been? It was. It was to me. I felt like they were going to win the game just because it was part of the ride. It would have been such an up and down year that it was almost meant to be that there was going to be a game seven. And, you know, it was with one swing of the bat, man, that that dream ended real fast. Yeah, it's it's the great thing about sports if you're on the right end of it. You know, Bryce Harper hits a home run against the Padres. It's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. But, man, when that happens, when you're on the other end of it, woo, it is not fun. Rob, to be honest with you, when I heard it hit the bat, before the camera even shifted to show it sailing 25 miles out of the stadium, as soon as it hit the bat, I said, it's gone. It's gone. As soon as, And I'm sitting here. And the first thing I said, Serrano finally did something. Serrano finally, yeah, yeah. you know, said, forget you, Joe Boo. I do uh, this yeah. for myself. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, yeah, Joe. Well, look, I, it, Richie Mack, Joe Carter. That's what it felt like. It felt like 1993 Ooh. all over again. And it well, was game six. 
But see, look, you know, like Rob, you 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 brought it up, you know, during your broadcast, and I was just listening to you. Man, I love that we're gonna have an un- unbiased eye with the um with the GM because you know he's not he doesn't have any loyalty to anybody. No. And Hoskins, you know, he's gonna give a fair assessment on whether they're gonna go forward at Hoskins or not. I thought that was great and how you kind of put that in. I'm not gonna say you manipulated it in. Mm-hmm. But you already set up the table for what's going to happen during the offseason, you know, and, yeah. that, and that's, that, that was pretty cool. Thanks, man. And yeah, and there's some really tough decisions that are going to have to be made, you know, right. with mm-hmm. free agents and with guys who aren't free agents like Reese Hoskins. And, I, yeah. and I, the, the beauty of Dabrowski is having been here for, for just a short period of time, he doesn't feel the loyalty that right. these other guys have felt who drafted Hoskins. Mm-hmm. I'm just using Hoskins as an, as an example, but he doesn't, he's coming in like from a thousand feet and saying, this worked, this didn't work, this was good, but it's not good enough. There, there's going to be some really, really, like some fan favorite types that I think may be going by. Right, I mean, and you you brought up a nice topic as far as, all right, we don't need any more bangers. We don't need any heavy, heavy hitters. Yeah. We need guys to get on base. Yep. You know, it's almost like, you know. Um, I.e. Houston Astros. Yeah, right, you know, guys not sluggers. you can play small ball with. You know, we need yes. we need small ball play. We don't have that. We you, you see the feast of famine, and you can't go out to see. And well, we, we made it. We were, we were just like you said, we were two games. We missed out on one game. One game. And there was one game we could have played, and we didn't play in that game. That's it. We played the entire season, but one game. Yeah. So that's saying that was success. Right. That oh, was for success. sure. For Jeremy, sure. Was Jeremy Pena is an assassin. This, yeah, he's this, a beast. He's Russian. an assassin. Russian. How about how about what he does as a rookie? Yeah. A gold glove, LCS MVP, World Series MVP. Incredible. That that can you can you imagine being in your first year in the majors in any sport and clean sweeping like that as no. a as a rookie? Just rip my contract up now. Exactly. Give me a new one right now. Hey, I really I I'm with you. It's amazing what he was able to do. And it was it's just such a dis- that's the thing. You know, we talk about the Eagles and the Eagles' ability to beat you in a lot of different ways. That's what makes the Eagles so good. The exactly. Phillies were very home run dependent. You know, even if you think back to the game where they hit five, you know, mm-hmm. and, they, and they won in game three. After that, they really just died on the vine. And the problem is you got to be able to have a plan B or go to something go to if you're not hitting those home runs. And that that's just not who the Phillies are. And that's something they have to get better at next year if they want to they want to advance. You're right, Barrett. There's a lot of positive takeaways for this, and it's not <clears> – <throat> Gloom and doom. My God, you took it to the second last game that you could take it to. So they had an unbelievable season. It was, it was a real hard way to end, especially well, when you consider the way it played out with the you know managerial choice there. So, uh, what type of player would you want, man? You want a Jamie Moyer type of player, uh, Jimmy Rollins, you know, um, I, yeah, Chase like, Utley, something like that. Because Chase Chase was more so that guy that got on base, also. Yeah, oh, for Jimmy sure. Jimmy became yeah. a home run hitter after the. Um, after the, you know, they we'd won mm-hmm. World Series in 08. From that point on, he just thought he was going to swing for the fence every single time after that, you know, and wanted to be a home run hitter. But yeah. I mean, you need you need guys like, you know, guys like that to just get on base sometimes. Man. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, Trey Turner is a great example, and he's a free agent of a guy who's a hitter. He's not just a – he's got pop, but he's a hitter. Okay. He'll, hit for an, he'll hit for high average. He'll He has the ability to um, advance runners if you have to. To give you the option of playing small ball, and that's something that this team lacked. Even during the regular season, you know they were able to overcome some of this um, simply because they were going to outslug you. But the problem too is you you have to improve your defense too. I mean, you just make it so hard on yourself 
when, you know, you struggle to field the ball. And that's one of the things I, I think Reese Hoskins can survive if he's used in a DH role here, but he can't survive in the field. And some of that's going to depend on Harper getting his elbow surgery and how bad it is and how much that cleanup is like Tommy John. It's a form of Tommy John. Tommy John isn't nearly as taxing on guys getting back as it is on pitchers. Like, see, this was it. Like, I, 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 I don't know, man. I mean, how do you do it? You, do we get a, that's what I said to Jamie Morris for defense as far as, you know, pitching in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. We got our ass kicked by the bullpen yeah. in this World Series. Great pitching will neutralize right. great you know hitting every time. Yeah. From and, a and, defensive and, standpoint. You know, in, in fairness and credit to the Astros, you came up against a juggernaut. Like, that team is stacked and good and deep. Mm. The bullpen is better mm. than the starters. Yeah, yes. their bullpen is yes. insanely good. Their right. starters are phenomenal. And Abreu, their hitters Presley, are good. It, it, yeah, you it, never got a break. Like, okay, so it's uh, your starters coming out. Oh, great. Uh, who's coming in? This dude? You know, they're just nasty. So, so once the game ended, I started doing all these stats. All these stats start going in my head. And I went back and I looked. And the first three games, the Phillies scored 13 runs. The last three, three runs, nine hits. Right. They take a 2 1 series lead, and you're thinking they have the momentum. They give it right back with a no hitter the next night. So, okay, you're thinking it's even Steven now. They're going to go out. When Schwarber, you know what? I'm going to be honest. When Schwarber hit that home run in game six, I'm sitting, I'm going, basically what you did was wake up Houston. That's all you did. And lo and behold, the next inning, everything, (laughs) next half inning, everything just implodes uh, for the Phillies. And I sit here two days later, and I'm still thinking, for for as much as we applauded Rob Thompson, from making all the right moves from the time he took over this team up until game six plus. And I say game six plus because you know where I'm going. Why in the world would you take Wheeler out on 70 pitches? Houston could barely touch him. It was a first and third situation, but you let that man work your way out of it. Yeah. And you go back to a guy who the game before got in trouble in Alvarado. Why would you do that? Yeah. Uh, All right. So, a couple things. Uh, I uh, completely disagreed with taking him out. Um, he was, you gave him the extra rest so he could be himself and he was being himself. He was the ACE. He was dealing. The ball they, was they, had no, they had no answers for him. There was no hard contact. You think about it, that inning where it all came unglued, he hits a guy who borderline, you know, didn't move to get out of the way, whatever. Exactly. We could argue that. Yeah. The other one, Altuve dribbles one up the middle. It, yeah. it wasn't hard hit. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like he was escaping jams or anything like yeah. that, right? So he he was in a bit of a pickle with, with runners at first and third, but I'm taking my chances with Wheeler all day. Thank you. He, he was and he was only at 70 pitches. Like I, I'd rather go down with him than go down with anybody else. Yes, that's it right there. He'd you only know? given up three hits. Right. It, it's a weird contrast because Thompson wouldn't change the lineup, like the top part of the lineup. He stayed loyal to those guys. Stay loyal to Wheeler. Exactly. Yes. Stay loyal to Wheeler, too. It's it, And, look, I think Rob Thompson pushed so many right buttons to help get the Phillies no question. to where they got to. But you can say that. You could also say, I don't think he made a good move there. He was so married to that, oh, third time around in the order and his arm must be getting tired and all that. Man, can we throw that crap out? The, the This analytic where you're not – like your eyes told you this guy's pitching well. Yes. You know, and the other thing is, 
Jordan Alvarez is just as good against lefties and righties. If you look at his splits in the regular season, they're basically identical. Yes. So you're yep. not gaining a big advantage throwing a lefty in there. No. You're better off with the dude who's hot and rolling and who got him out, what was it, I think twice already twice. in the game? Twice, yeah. Then bringing the guy cold, I know he's warmed up in the bullpen, but you know what I mean, cold into the game and, and trying to get it out. It's just, and Alvarado had a rough outing the last time out. So yes. I'm sure his yes. confidence wasn't super high either. Oh my goodness. I, I, for last I game out, it. the first battery he hits. Yeah, he first the first battery bat. hits. Yeah, and, okay. and then, yeah, it's again, it's a shame that it ends that way because it all came unglued, you know, in that inning. Um, but there was that, but you guys are right about the offense. I mean, they batted 159 in, in the in the series. 159. They struck was, out 71 times. That's the all-time record. That's uh, almost 12 strikeouts per game. Yes. For six Damn. games. I mean, that is a ton. They had three – the only hit run they scored game six is the Schwarber solo shot. They yep. couldn't generate anything nope. well, offensively. I'll say this. At least we got beat by a better team. Yeah. You did. You All did. around, they were yep. a better team. We, they were. We were – I'm not going to say we were on borrowed time, but we were riding a streak. We were riding a high, and we just got hot, and we kind of fizzled out. And that's the that's that's the basis of we we went down – the way the season went down, we were hot and cold, either off or on, and we just happened to be off the last three games. Yeah, Rob was talking a moment ago about the about uh, Thompson's uh, refusal to change the top of the lineup. So the last three games, here's the top of his lineup: Barrett, Schwarber, two for ten, four strikeouts; Hoskins, zero for thirteen, six strikeouts; Riomuto, one for twelve, seven strikeouts. Harper, one for eight, four Ks. Of course, he had some walks in there. And there's the big one, my guy, Castellanos, 0 for 11, nine strikeouts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's just murder. You know, that's just murder. I, I don't know how else to put it. You know, with, with that – with Hoskins, Real Muto, and Castellanos specifically, at least Schwarber hit you a couple bombs. With those three right. specifically, going one for 36 with 22 strikeouts the last three games, I don't care who you're playing. Nope. Like it's, it's almost impossible to win that way. And so, so as much as the attention is on Thompson making that move, the bats, which they were supposed to be a hitting team. Yes. Killed them. And the bottom half of the lineup, which we had applauded for carrying this team through much of the season was in a witness protection program. Yep. <laughs> there were, there were nowhere to be found. You're right. You know, I mean, but, really know, nobody. See, my glass is half full still D gun. How's that? Look, look at what they had to, do, to work with, man. No question. I mean, no question. I, I just, I just, we we had a DH man that didn't play in the field, so that meant there was only he was the only guy that can play DH, but because he was our superstar, yeah. So we couldn't alternate them guys, and maybe we did put put um, uh, Hoskins in as a DR, uh, DH guy. You know, if 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 we could go out and things could be different, man. You know, I, I just I don't see how we made it that far. In all actuality, yeah. how do we make it that far? With you the got hot at the right time. You got exactly. hot at the right time. Yeah. You got a bullpen that's, 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 this is not a good bullpen. No, you, well, we knew this. You went from, you went from only getting into playoffs because Major League expanded the playoff format right. to right. being two wins away from winning it all, shocking the world and winning it all. And 
you know, Houston, Houston didn't have the most wins in the majors, but they definitely had the best team in the majors. There's sure no question did. about it. Yeah, for sure they did. You, look, you, you went up a, against a team that was really on a mission. If you think about Houston, they, they won it in 17, but everybody thinks they, they cheated their they way cheated. and it's, right. you know, bogus and whatever. And then they got close a bunch of times. And, and, and yes. you know they, they brought in Dusty. Dusty had been close a ton of times in his yeah. managerial, and yeah. you know he wanted as a as a player, but in his managerial career. So you had a lot of that going against you. You had a Phillies team with a lot of inexperience, you know, yes, and, and that too. Yeah, and they, to their credit, a lot of guys overachieved. You had clutch moments: Harper, uh, Hoskins home run, Real Muto inside the park home run, whatever. You had a lot of clutch moments. The set here's the real sad thing: after you had that game three explosion where he hit the five home runs. You just died on the vine. They yeah, know they hit you. Mm-hmm. You 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 really the, the killer though, guys, was game five. Oh you had you had Verlander on the ropes. Yep. You had every opportunity to, to if you escape that, you're at least in a game seven, no matter yep. what happened Saturday. Yep. And that's the, you were gonna look back to me. I'm not looking back at that home run. I'm looking back at game five when they had every opportunity to win that game. So there it's a shame. It's it's sometimes though, it's the lumps you need to go through to get better. To get better. And how many times have we seen a team make a nice run in the postseason? They get a taste of it, and then they're like, "Okay, now we know what it's like. We know what this is all about." Maybe that's the way this plays after the Phillies. It is an important offseason because if you think about it from a starting pitching standpoint, you're going to have Wheeler, Nola, Suarez. You like that? You really need a quality fourth starter. Bad. Okay, Let me ask you this. the bullpen game stuff. Do you think it's guaranteed that Nola will be back? I think he, yeah, I do. I think Nolan. I'm not gonna let him go. I mean, regardless, even he's Mister Non October, I still think not. He, he's usually Non September. Yeah, he was good in September. He was good in October. September this year. Yep. The other man. thing is he's re- he's really cheap for what his pro- production is. They got him at a good mm. deal before he hit free agency, so he's not killing you money wise. Well, um, I wonder how much they. I wonder how much they can truly change the complexion of this roster without being too financially burdened because we agree we we agree they need they need i'm not saying they need significant wholesale changes but they need a lot they do need a lot they need to get they need to find three arms for the bullpen you need to get a little better in the field you need to get better spray hitters at least Okay, so I mean that's a lot. That's a lot to try to find in an offseason. Yeah, I think in 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 an ideal scenario, you could do two things here to improve your defense and get yourself a good hitter. Let's say Harper comes back and he's fine. He gets the elbow work, you know, he gets the surgery and he's good. He's in right. What are you doing now, though? He huh? needs to do it. He needs to do it like the end of the week. Uh, yes, he yeah. does. Pat, right? <laughs> don't don't do like football players right. around until a week before training camp. Well, right. I don't want to hear like, "Hey, I'm going to get another injection and hope this thing heals." Yeah. No. Yes, exactly. exactly. Let's do it like at the end of the week. I want you in there by Friday. Yes, agreed. <laughs> yeah, and he gets three days off and go get surgery. Um, so, all right, let's let's say dream scenario. He's good to go in right field. It may not be the very beginning of the season, but it, for the most part, he's going to be ready. He plays right. You could either DH Castellanos. They may look to explore to trade him too. That's not out of the question. Mm-hmm. That's going to be hard, but they might explore that. But uh, Castellanos either DHs, right? Or you throw him in left. Schwarber either DHs or you throw Schwarber at first base. I agree. Put Schwarber I, that's at first. what I would do. I'll put Schwarber put at first. first. Okay. Yeah. 
Which, so then when you do a bomb, you keep bombing well, uh, through? Yeah, so there's then there's two ways you play off of that. Either you're trading Hoskins or Hoskins is going to DH. Or you go out and get yourself a third baseman and ball moves over to first. You can do that idea. too. Mm-hmm. So you're you're upgrading yourself. I actually Bohm's really he he made such a stride at third. I'm okay with Bohm at third next year. Me I too. really am. That, that kid improved mightily over there. Did you do where do you put Stott at there? If you it, the other scenario, Barrett, is you move you let Segura walk, you move Stott over to second, which I think will be fine at second. I, I think no doubt. Also. And you sign Trey Turner, he plays short. Trey Turner is also a phenomenal fielder. So if you have an improved Bohm at third mm-hmm. with Trey Turner at short with Stott at second and somebody else playing first base, you all of a sudden, with Real Muto, have a mm-hmm. very good mm-hmm. fielding infield. Yes. Okay, You have Harper in right, and I know Castellanos made three great catches. I'm taking nothing away from They were clutching money catches. But Harper's a, ma- a massive upgrade generally over, over Castellanos. All of a sudden, you're better in right. Marsh is, is likely to be in Veerling, or, or maybe your platoon in center field. Those two can both field. Center field's good. You figure out left. Like, you're way better defensively in, in any of those scenarios. No Easier question. said than done. Yeah. Easier said than done. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trey Turner's going to cost a boatload. But you, you just, you just, you just made it. You made it all work well. Made it, <laughs> and there it is. You got it now. That's Until it. Dave Dabrowski, listen up. Right. <laughs> um, I'll tell you the other guy that's intriguing to me at shortstop. If it's not Trey Turner, Dansby Swanson's a free agent. It's true. Atlanta has true. not re-signed him, man. No, that's true. So I can't imagine Atlanta letting him get away, but then again, either. they let Freeman get away. So who knows? I know. I, I wonder, I look at it two different ways. Do they, can they possibly let two homegrown guys like that walk two straight years or do they just look at it like, Hey, we'll just keep cracking out this minor league system or whatever. And we'll be fine. Well, I was you know, just going to say, uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, when you talk about Atlanta, they, they are the premier team in terms of uh, uh, elevating players from the minor league system. Yeah, I would not be surprised if there's somebody we don't even know about that they've been keeping their eye on who could step up next year. Totally. Well, yeah, totally. I'm thinking that's what I'm thinking right there. I'm thinking homegrown. I really can't count Hall out of all this, all these scenarios playing first. Yeah, I, um, I I wonder if Barrett. I, the question I would have that I think they have with him, not not a bat off the bench. I think that's a distinct possibility next year. But I don't know if they feel like he can hit left-handed pitching on an everyday basis to be okay. able to be your starting first baseman. Because, you know, you're talking about a guy who's 26-ish. He's not a kid. It's taken him a while just to get this far. So I do wonder about that. I, I, I think he's an option on the team for sure. I just don't think he's an option every day. I don't think they view him that way. But I, I saw enough from him that, I, that I'd be perfectly comfortable with that dude, man, mm. in, in a pinch hitting spot or okay, okay. You give your guy a rest at first base, you know, whatever, uh, being in there for sure. But look, it, it, here's the thing. I, I really think there's two things about Dombrowski. One, what we pointed out earlier, he, he hasn't been here that long where he, he still – he looks at this very objectively. Two, this guy's built championships everywhere he's gone. He knows He knows what they need. He knows you're not going to hear it publicly. He's not a leak kind of guy, no. but he, he knows. I think, I think Reese, there's two really fascinating things. What do you do with Hoskins? Mm-hmm. And what do you do with Segura? Yep. Segura, yep. they have a team option of 17 million with Segura. I don't think they want to pay Gene Segura 17 million. I don't either, but I think if things don't work out, I'm fine with Segura coming back. To be I honest with you, I'm fine yeah. with him coming back. Yeah. As much as you'd like to have an upgrade, you know, everybody's harping about Trey Turner. If he prices himself out of the Phillies market, I'm fine with Segura. I, 
But Derek, he's, I agree. He's, like he's, if he's those a, guys are asking 40 million, 30 yes. million, okay, then yeah. you're you're you can't play like you're already paying Real Muto, Harper, Castellanos, and Schwarber, not to mention Wheeler, a ton. You yep. can't afford you can't do that all across the board. No, so, no I'd be okay can't. with Segura. That's no. so so give me, you know, give me you guys, you know, I want you first, Rob, and then you next um D gun. What what what's your bullpen look like? Who are you gonna keep in the bullpen? Who are okay. the guys you're gonna keep? The one, the one that I don't know yet. What do you do with that one? Yeah, he's a yeah. free agent too. Is he? Do you view him as a bullpen piece, or is he? Do you try to go the starter, starter route again with him? Right. That's the one I don't know, and I, I'll just so that aside. Absolutely, Sir Anthony. Sir Anthony's second year that now off of Tommy John, which I think he'll he's going to be nasty next year. I like I like the way that sets up. It, it, despite how it went. I still think Alvarado has turned the page and hit, you know, the guy's throwing a hundred and I'm good there. The guys I would move on from Robertson's a free agent. Bye-bye. Hands a free agent. Bye-bye. They're gone. <laughs> Out. You need a quality lefty. That's one of the first moves I'm making Barrett out of the bullpen. Oh, um, and I'm trying to think of other guys that, that I feel good about in this, but you know you what? Like Brogdon? Brogdon started to come around. Where I, and he's still young enough that I feel good about him in some kind of middle relief role or and or setup role. Um, I think it's everybody, right? Did I miss anybody? Well, so Suarez stays, uh, definitely. Syndergaard, oh. Syndergaard, oh. I'm on the fence with. He's gone. I'm yeah, on the I, fence I, with Syndergaard. I can't see him staying. I, I was on his yeah. I was on his bandwagon for a little bit. Yeah, I really thought he was, his, his maturity level was going to help him in it, and it, and I, it kind of worked out a little bit. You know, what I'm saying? Kyle Gibson's gone. Gibson's gone. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't ask you about. I already knew you. <laughs> Him well, and Han has been gone for. Oh years. god! Oh god! I'm, I drove both of those guys. If, 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 Nick, if Nick Nelson slips out the back door, I have no problem with. Oh, that. you know what, Bellotti? I'm I'm good with Bellotti coming back. Bellotti's um, okay. Take Nick Nelson, and you know, bye. Yeah, I just, nice knowing you. Nick Nelson's you know. a guy. Who cares? Exactly. I, I don't care. He's a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like if he's your last bullpen guy, okay, fine, whatever. I, I you know, one way or the other. Um, you know. I, I know we're still. I know we're still. I, I don't mean to cut you off, right? But yeah. I, I want to say this before I forget. Um, you know, Philadelphia gets such a negative image across America in terms of fan base being these crusty old bitter sea captains. You know, yeah. the things don't happen. <laughs> sea one captains. of the, the one of the proudest things that, since I've been here twenty five plus years is that while Phillies fans was hurting across social media, I saw them giving props to Houston and saying, you know what. I'm happy Dusty Baker finally won one. And, you know, I never thought I would see that in Philadelphia, but they gave, they gave due where due was, was should be given to that organization for assembling a phenomenal team. And for Dusty Baker, over 2000, over 2100 games managed and finally getting his world series ring. And I'm, and I'm like, okay, sporadically, but across social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you see a lot of Philly fans, giving props to Houston and Dusty Bacon. Yeah. I, I, I said, that's cool. I, I, I'm i glad you pointed that out, Derek. So yeah. uh, two two things that I, I felt, I didn't feel good about Houston winning, but two things that are, that are the offshoots of that I, I liked. One is Dusty. When a guy pays his dues that long in the, yep. in the game, guy's 70-something years old. He broke 73 in years six, old. He broke in in 68 as a 19-year-old rookie. He played with Hank Aaron. Okay, that tells you how far back Dusty goes, right? So to, to see him finally get one as a manager, I thought was really cool. And Trey Mancini had stage three colon cancer. Yeah. Okay. And not only did the dude survive, he survived and came back to play major league baseball. Nothing. Okay. For that dude to get one is pretty cool. You know, that's, you're in bad shape with stage three cancer. 
Okay. And, and he, he comes in and, and out of emergency because of Guriel hurting his knee yep. and makes a definitive play to turn the, turn the outcome of a game. Yep. One of the best lines ever. I was going to tackle that ball if I had to. <laughs> yeah. And that's what he yeah. did because yeah. he got, he did everything Hoskins did not do. He got his body in front of the ball. He made sure that ball was not getting past him. He knocked yep. it down, extended his foot, got a significant out. I mean, but you're right. When you, Stage three colon cancer, and he's what? In his 20s? He's 20, like 25, 26. 25 years old, and now he's a World Series champion. Yeah. Yeah. That's so a great story. I felt great for those two guys, okay, as, as miserable as it was, you know, Saturday night and Sunday. I will tell you the other thing that, that I that I thought was interesting. Barrett, and I, and I appreciate you listening uh, yesterday. I had a caller from Houston, and the guy said, you know, I, I was waiting on hold just ready to jump on you and crush all the Philadelphia fans. And, right. and he said, but in listening to you guys – I'm blown away how gracious you guys are and yep. understand yep. and all this other stuff. And it was like, it was kind of cool, man. Like he right. was like, he's like, I have nothing bad to say, man. You know, yeah. I, and all this other stuff. It was, it was kind of, it was kind of different. It, we do get the reputation of yeah, just you do. being Cretans and knuckle draggers and you know, all that. Uh, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But I yeah. thought that, I thought that was, uh, I thought that was very upstanding yeah. of the Philadelphia fan base for taking, I mean, they're hurting, you know, when they took that two-one series lead, all you saw across social media was, "We're two wins away from this." Oh my goodness, we're going to do the impossible. Nobody thought we could be here. And the very next night, the wind is taken out of everybody's step. Wait a minute, they just set a World Series record for five home runs in a game the night before, mm-hmm. and then they turn around and get no hit the next night. Yeah, and the wind was taken out of their sail, but they're still thinking. They're still thinking we have a chance. It's even now. It's a best of three. Mm-hmm. I think the two, the true dagger in the series was game five when McCormick stole that ball at the wall. When he scaled that wall yep. and stole that ball, I think that was the dagger in everybody's sale in Philadelphia. Yeah. Because when that ball took off, you're thinking that's at least a double. And he goes up and scales. And I said it last week. I'll say it again. I don't think that guy's ever jumped that high in his life before. No. You heard what, you know what Odessa said? He said, oh, he said he claimed he was a basketball player. Well, yeah, yeah. you know what? I don't doubt that anymore. <laughs> no. And, and he's doing it. He's from Westchester. I know he's doing yes. it in, in yes. his hometown with his whole family, you know, right there in the outfield watching him do it. So I, the, the only thing, I, my only concern and, and annoyance to an extent, I just don't want everybody dumping this on Rob Thompson. Like I didn't like the right. move. I, I hated right. pulling Wheeler there. As right. I said, I hated it. But you can't let the bats off the hook. You can't. No, you can't. You can't, you can't. let Hoskins butchering a ball yeah. in Game Five, which led to the winning run. You can't do it. Like this was a team loss. It wasn't just on the manager. And I look. I hope Rob Thompson learns from this. And he learns to keep his, his ace in there next year. I hope that's what I hope the takeaway is from this. That's Where it. He, Learn yeah, from it. You know, yeah. and he's willing to change his lineup around a little bit more than maybe he was. So he isn't, you know, isn't stubborn or whatever. But this wasn't all on him. His the, more than anything else, your bats let you down. Well, and there 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 lies there lies the key that we have to understand that I don't think that our bullpen helped us enough. When we 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 kind of yes, we were supposed to be yes, we're supposed to be a, a team that you know scores and our bats let us down but this goes to show how far we are from a lineup uh from a bullpen's perspective and we now have an accurate barometer on what we need to strive for in the team we just played yeah see those guys and you gotta know we've got in order for us to compete we gotta have a bullpen 
We've got to have a ball. Well, you 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 look at you look at the 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 two teams the Phillies played prior to to getting to the World Series. Uh, St. Louis supposedly had a much better bullpen than the Phillies. San Diego had a deeper bullpen than the Phillies. They were able to over overcome them. Mm-hmm. But then you face the creme de la creme. Atlanta, you know, Atlanta, even the Dodgers. Dodgers yeah. didn't make it. Atlanta didn't make it. Mm-hmm. They all supposedly had better bullpens than the Phillies, you know. And it's just that you caught the creme. You just unfortunately had to go up against the creme de la creme of bullpens in the, ma- in the majors in, when you got to Houston. And you were able to survive for a while. But, you know, when, you're, when your five top hitters go four for 54 in the last three games – with 30 strikeouts. Yeah, you can't win. You can't, you're not winning. You nope. can't win like that. Nope. And it didn't, you know, I mean, every team, you think every team has that, that when you go to your bullpen, they have the one or two guys you're sitting there going, oh, geez, what's he going to do today? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. You know, prime example of Phillies. Yeah. When, when any time a Houston Astros reliever came out, like I'm sitting there going, I can't wait to see what he's throwing today. You know, Bray, U comes in, shoot. It doesn't make a difference. Presley comes in. It doesn't make a difference. And then you look at the starters. The two, the two best starters were not even the top pitchers. No, not, not, not in terms of the no. order in which they no. took. Oh, the only guy who fell no. apart on them was McCullers. Now, if Verlander yeah. was okay, uh, like I said, For they three innings the first him. game. Yeah, but the but their other guy, I mean, uh, you know, Christian Javier was ridiculous. Uh, oh, my goodness. Javier <laughs> and, and, and Valdez. And Valdez was ridiculous, you know, and and it's there. Look, Houston's there's a reason they swept everybody leading up to the Phillies. It's not a coincidence. Okay. Houston's nasty, you know, and they're going to be nasty for a while. They just recharge and reload. You sweep Um, the Yankees. You know, you're doing your job. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) They're good. They're good. Just put that in perspective. Yeah. Swept the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, the Phillies were the first team to beat them in the postseason. Yes. So they look. The Phillies had a hell of a year. They get w- w- the mantra is always what? Just get us the Eagles football. True. Just get us the Eagles football for the Phillies, yeah. right? Yeah. Training camp started the middle of July. We're at November seventh, and we're talking about the Phillies right now. Yep, absolutely. So they gave us you know a lot. They gave us a lot this year. So a credit to them. It, w- it was a hell of a run. They got a, they got a great foundation to build on. They've got to yeah. do some tweaking, but it's a great foundation to build on for next year. Uh, we're going to get heavy into the Eagles at one, but when we come back, a former Eagles coach is now in the unemployment line. So we will, we will kick that around and whether or not you bring said coach in for any consultation. So we'll talk about that when we get back uh, a little bit later, we'll talk about the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. You saw the bills go down to the Jets. You saw the Chiefs come back against the Titans last night, all kinds of stuff from week nine in the NFL positives and negatives. As far as the Eagles go, we got some great NFL content, which are going to be hitting you with in a little bit as well. He's Derek. He's Barrett. I'm Rob. You know where we are. We are sports take Jacob sports YouTube network with you on this Monday. All right, let's talk about Jim Murray and principal financial group, because here's the thing. You know how difficult it is. You know how hard you work. And you want to make sure that your money's being invested well for you and your family. And I found the right person for me, and he will be the right person for you if you are willing to check him out and just talk to him and find out what he's all about. And that's Jim Murray of Principal Financial Group. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you have a small business and you, you need help with your employee benefits, you're not quite sure, or if there's anything else. He can help you with any of those resources. I know I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers to Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. Give Jim Murray a call at 
or you can email Jim at Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. everybody thanks for hanging out with us on this monday barrett brooks Derek gunn rob ellis we are known as sports take jacob sports youtube network aka the three amigos uh hey what's up gunner you you look you look like you got to get something out man. yeah oh uh, yeah you know what uh I, i'm surprised we over we uh overlooked this uh, I know we got a lot of football stuff to get to but one of the topics we did not discuss that still sticks in my craw what in the world was schwarber thinking bunny with oh two God. strikes what was he thinking I don't know. Like some what, what, people were like, oh, he just gave up. That's not Schwarber. Like he's not that guy to just give up. I, I, I for the life and nobody asked him and I'm not ripping. the. Nobody asked there, him after the game. I don't know. No, I don't know how that wasn't asked of him. I really don't. I, I Derek, I, for the life of me, I don't know. He had two strikes. You're down at that point. Yes. Four one. 
Yes, and you're the only one that provided any offense. The only one. And he and he punts. It was unimaginable. Like I, I'll, I'd rather you swing from your heels and strike out than than lay down and try and lay a bunt down. I don't get it. I don't know. I have zero explanation. And I don't zero. understand. You're always told your last at bat, work the pitcher, yeah. work the pitcher. Harper swings at the first pitch, pop up left field. They were, they, dude. They was like they're already on the bus. You, you, they all fly. All three were flyouts. The last three outs were flyouts. Lazy fly balls. They were like. Mentally, they were on the bus. After right. that sixth inning, they were gone. Yep. And I, yep. I, I don't understand, you know. Which you know, is not up, like them. No, you know? no, yeah. no. But 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 those two things, I mean, obviously, for years to come, it's going to be debated. Why did Thompson pull Wheeler, number one? Number two, what was Schwarber thinking? What yeah. were you thinking? You're the only one that provided any offense in a, in a defining game, and you decide to bunt with two strikes and you foul out? I I think Derek. Uh, here's what I'll say, and and I don't need I don't I can't explain the bunt. I I I'm telling you, I don't have words for it. it. It's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen, and I respect Kyle Schwarber. It's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Number one, number two, their approach this entire series has stunk. Uh, I, I'm talking about guys like Brandon Marsh, who should be just trying to put the ball in play, is yeah. swinging like he's, you know, Barry Maybe. Bonds. Yeah. yeah, like give me a break. So I, I that that to me also is something that on a conscious level that this organization has to hammer into these guys' heads. And I'm not talking about like Harper and though, of course you want them swinging hard, right, but there's too right. many guys that are trying to just jack balls all the time and you got to just put the ball in play. So that's got to change. You got to know your role. You got to know, know your what, role. what your role is on this team. hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. But you know what? I, but, but you can also say the long ball is what got them this far. Think about the home runs they hit yeah. in the St. Louis series, in the San Diego series. Think, think about the long balls they hit. Gunner, you know, you're right, but you got to be able to pivot off that if you're yes, not hitting you do. home runs, yes, right? You do. And, and and the thing is, the level of pitching that they saw against the Astros was so much better than any of those. Not that those other teams Absolutely. don't have good pitching, but they, they, Houston's better. So knowing that, you know, it's like it's like football. You know, all right, they're taking away the run. I'm going to throw it. They're taking away the pass. I'm going to run it. You know, whatever. Or it's crappy conditions. Maybe I'll try and pound the ball. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't understand it. I hope that that gets fixed. And it, some of that is analytics. It because is. It's, it's I hate, I hate analytics, bust, and yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't well, like it. this team reminds me so much of that '82 Brewers team that I cover, Harvey Wall's Wall Bangers. Yeah, yeah. They go to the World Series. They got there predicated on the long ball, and St. Louis handcuffed them. St. Yep. Louis pitching staff handcuffed them, and it cost them in a seven-game series. Okay. And I'm looking, and I'm looking at this. Yeah. And, and you're right, Rob. You got to be able to adjust. Just make contact. Make That's contact. It. Yeah. You know, you look at the numbers. Forget the analytics. The numbers on paper should have told you, hey, look, these are our numbers, especially our top five hitters. You yeah. know what? Stop swinging for the fence. Just make contact. Put the ball in play. Do what Houston's doing. Yep. Just put the ball in play somewhere. Yeah. That's all you need to give us a fighting chance. No. Altuve's not trying to just smoke home runs every time. No. Up. He's trying to put the ball no. in play. That's you know? another thing. This dude is, what, 5'6"? He's won, you know, he's Maybe. won three batting champions. Yeah, he might be five six. He's won three batting champions in his in, in championships in his career. Yeah, I mean, he, he's the perfect contact hitter to lead off. Uh, uh, get on base, man. Just get, get on base. base. Yeah. Be the igniter. Yep. Get on base, and that's what he does. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's all right. We're done with baseball. We're all done. right, all right. So th- this this is from the Bizarro file. Okay, on on top of everything else. So. Frank Reich, not long before we started the show, got got released of his duties um, by the Colts. He's gone. He's out. So I'll start there, and then I'm getting to where it really got weird. 
so it, it just goes to show if you don't have a quarterback, you're dead in this league. Okay. You are dead. And he went from having Andrew Luck to Andrew Luck bouncing on him to Jacoby Brissett to, you know, we know how all this played out Philip Rivers to Carson to Matt Ryan. None of it worked. But here's where the twist is with this. So Reich is let go and they're bringing in Jeff Saturday uh-huh. Uh-huh. as the interim head coach. Jeff Saturday, who is an analyst yes. for ESPN. They're you bringing have, him in now off two. the street, essentially. <laughs> you know that's going to work just because we're thinking of it like this? Barrett, you have two former head coaches on the staff in John Fox and Gus Bradley. I know. They're pissed about it, but it's going to work just because we're laughing at it. That's not going to work, Just the contrarian. No, you're this exactly is right. crazy. Did you, Sam, first of all, Sam Ellinger is your quarterback. Secondly, the Patriots just sacked him nine times yesterday. Uh, what do you I, mean I, he's going to work? It's I'm not going to work. I'm blown away. Like with even no coaching experience, he's been he's been, he's been doing nothing. what we've been doing the past couple of years. Nothing. I you know even by Jim Irsay's standards, this one is bizarre. This one is really bizarre. I mean, yeah, Gunner, you're right. Gus Bradley and John Fox are on the staff. They, there's a guy Bubba Vatrone who everybody Who's, loves there, who yes. they think is like a riser, you know, whatever. Um, and I, I'm not going to pretend to know every detail what goes on with their oh, coaching staff. But they're bringing in a dude who was working as an analyst for ESPN. And he's going to take over the rest of the season. And you have two co- – if I'm if I'm the two coordinators, I'm thinking, okay, after the season, I don't care what my contract is. This is what I you're doing out. if you're I these two. How, how much yeah. longer do we have for this? Yes. When this season's yeah. over, I want out. I, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. That Robert Ursay's organization is a, an absolute mess right now. Yep. That 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 organization, are you kidding me? This is bizarro world stuff. Now, I wow. I'll ask you guys a, a strange question. So he had been he was an ESPN analyst. We know he played forever and was was a was a phenomenal player, but he he was a Saturday he he had been a consultant for the team. He's in the Ring of Honor, you know, and all that, but this is very weird. Um, is there anything, and maybe because he's been named the interim, this this uh, this doesn't apply, but what about the Rooney rule? Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That doesn't apply. Rob, can we can we just the, – the Rooney rule has been a joke since a it was farce. implemented. It's, yeah, it's right. been a joke, an absolute joke, joke since it was implemented. Not just from a coaching standpoint, but from an executive standpoint as well yeah. across the league. Yeah, you know, so the fact that that rule is still in existence, and of course they've modified the rule now. What does that even mean? I agree. I, Nothing's like, going to change. Yeah, I, and it's I'm just throwing it out there. But he I becomes the, the the first in NFL history to be named a head coach without any coaching experience at the NFL or college level. This is that's, the first that's time unbelievable. this ever happened. Now I, I, the, the theory from some and something so I see folks in our chat section maybe saying this as well. Is the theory you're just going to straight tank this thing, and he's the best way to do it, rather than bringing in you know the experienced guys they have on the staff? Is this the best way to lose every game and right, get guys, Marcus right, Stroud? Right, this right, is how guys. you get Marcus Stroud, I guess. All right, guys. All right, guys. You you guys can stop with the joke now. What? There's no way to just sat as the head coach, the interim <laughs> head coach. You can stop with the jokes now. April Fools, <laughs> right? No. <laughs> Actually, not. It's November. You know what this tells me? You know what this tells me? The Colts are playing for their quarterback next year. Yeah. They're playing yes. to move up to, moving up to the draft order for next year. 
Yep. So let's hope that's let's, well, I was kind of thinking the saints were going to do the same thing, but, <laughs> but here's the mm. challenge though. Like right now you have Houston, Carolina, Pittsburgh, Detroit, the Raiders, the bears. And I know what, not every one of those teams is going to grab a quarterback, right? But Jacksonville. I mean, you got a lot of teams. Indianapolis is three, five and one. In you second place. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen teams in front of you to get to the bottom of the league. Yeah. If you try to get a quarterback. Trust, trust me. Trust me. Jim Ursay will find a way to get there. I guess. You he'll find a way to get there. I project Colts will be in the top four in the draft next year. Yeah, and if you top get that four. close, it's doable. You can maneuver your way to this to three grab or four quarterbacks, guys. yeah. You know. And after watching after after watching that Alabama game this weekend, uh, Bryce Young is at the top of my list. The play he makes on their dude, last touchdown in regulation, oh my goodness, was insane. Dude, that dude's like Houdini. You know, he's yeah. another, he's like another one of these Houdini type quarterbacks. But he's so what he small, did, man. he is small. He is small. I worry about is, that. I, I mean, that's small. why I can't I can't take him as the Stroud's my guy. Yeah, Stroud. Is, I love Stroud. I love every Stroud, bit of a strapping young man that you want at the quarterback. <laughs> A strapping young man. No, and he's not just measurables. Like, he's legit, too. And legit. I know he has great, great receivers. But, uh, oof, man. This man, is going to oh, be man. tough, man. This, 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 is, there's, this, is, this is crazy that we're saying, Jeff said. I just I just talked to Jeff like two weeks ago. I saw him on the um, – I was on my way down to Carolina again uh, doing another game. And, and I see him in the airport walking by. It was Jeff, what's up, man? Hey, B, what's going on, man? How's everything going? I said, hey, I'm good. I said, hey, man, you still doing your thing, NBC? I said, yeah, man, I'm still cool. He said, man, I'm, I'm tired of this uh, national. This is what he said. I'm tired of this national stuff. I'm like, oh, boy. Interesting. Careful what you wish for, man. Right. Yeah, he says, really? I'm tired of this national stuff. So I'm like, now that I put it together, I was sitting there, I was thinking, I put two and two together. That's why I said he's tired of national stuff. Maybe he knew. Maybe he knew yeah. something, you know? Uh I don't know how, like if you're in this business, you, I don't know if you're tired of the national stuff, I, I guess. Even if you're tired of the, of the national stuff, he could have said well, no. Well, no, uh, I'm trying to find out what what intrigues him about taking this, knowing he's not the long-term solution. I, I get that. Just but his team, I don't know, loyalty. He's football, never, is football is football, bro. I get that, but he's never coached. I mean, you can play, just because you play the game doesn't mean you can coach the game. Well, and see, that as a head coach, you're not a coach. Okay. You're 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 um you're a motivator. Oh, okay. When so you're a head coach, yeah, you're a motivator. You're letting, you're you're letting, letting your two. You're basically you're letting your two coordinators coach the team. Then it's actually three coordinators. We just only use two of ours here, but it's three coordinators: special teams, offense, and defense. Well, okay, I'm talking about with, with the Colts. <laughs> you have two coordinators and an up and coming in, in Vitron. Okay, so you have three viable in-house candidates already to coach that team. What is what? Why would you bring him in off the street? But you, you're asking the question. You're asking the question like you don't understand who we're talking about as the owner. Yeah, the, 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 I know. I know that that nut job. So that should that about. should that's that should just tell you everything you wanted to know right then and there. He's gonna do what he wants. I'm surprised. I mean, he probably went to um he probably went to his his quarter his old quarterback first. And he probably went to Peyton first. And Peyton said Peyton no. first. Yeah. Peyton, Peyton Peyton wants no parts of that train wreck. He, no, he, no, no. He, he's enjoying the TV life. You know what I mean? Peyton knows better. Right. I, I guess Saturday's just a loyal soldier, man. Who who yeah. hey, look, I, the other thing is he's being handed a head coaching job without 
I'm not saying he didn't pay dues. He played. He did. No, that's not. That's a there's a paying. Dues. That's a like, different. That's a different dude right there. You, you gotta work your way up. Position coach. Yeah, usually, you right. know, yeah, quality well, control, well, position coordinator, head coach. Look at basketball. Coach. What they did. Yeah. In, uh, what they did in L.A. when they brought what's his name in and made him Lou. Um, uh, when he was the um, the head coach, he played. He played point guard for who, what was Derek his name? Fisher. Derek Fisher. Yeah, they yeah. just handed him the. Handed that's, to him. Yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work out well. Steve Nash. Yeah, that's right. Steve Nash. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. So this kind of stuff, I, I just look. If his objective is let's just go in the toilet, okay. I mean, maybe, maybe if that's the objective. But if you're Jeff Saturday, I mean, don't you have to be on board with that too? Yeah. Are you yeah. really want to take that over, and this is going to yeah. be your legacy that they're just going to? I don't know, man. The whole thing is strange. So, so if he if he takes this job knowing it's a lame duck job, and he desperately wants to be a coach in the National Football League, yeah, whatever he does beyond this season is going to be either an offensive line coach or a coordinator. He's not going to be a head coach anywhere else. So, what? Why would you take? Why Unless would you he's take got a wink, wink, nod, nod that you're the guy next year too, dude. Take you the, can't put him in that. How about take the, take the bullet for this half season, and you're you, our guy. You can't. Well, He's got to hire a whole new staff. If Lurie, if Lurie asked me right now to be the head coach of the Eagles, I'm sorry, fellas. I'd have to be gone. You would do it? You would do it? At a New York minute. Yeah, I don't play. Okay. All right. Let me ask you this. And I don't mean this, I don't mean this jokingly. We joke and rib each other all the time. Right. What would qualify you as a head coach? Absolutely nothing. Okay, because you've been away from the game for how many years now? Uh going on 15 years. Have you coached at the college level? No. Have you coached at the pro level? No. I've taken internships, but I never coached. Okay. I coached. So I, I coached at the college level for uh, about two months and two months work. Okay. So even if it was temporary, you still do it? Yes. Why? Football is football is football. The one thing about an, uh, a head coach, you got to be, be more of a, a business manager as opposed and, and managing um men in positions more so than being a guy that's going to be an x and o's guy they're not going to ask him to be an offensive coordinator what they're going to ask him to be is a, a figurehead to get those players going yeah a rah-rah guy you, you know, you know like, what i think he, he also will serve as i think he's going to serve as a a set of fresh eyeballs in, in, in the day-to-day operation to yes. know who, who goes and who come and who can stay so that would mean he would probably probably move into an executive position after this season. Yes. And again, maybe, maybe Chris, Chris Ballard might be out of there too. Look, Chris Ballard go. is the one who agreed to Wentz and agreed to Matt Ryan. Let, let's not lay this all on Frank Reich. You know, the GM agreed to this stuff too. Right. Yeah. And you, I mean, come on. I mean, I could very easily pick up on everything that's going on in the field and what's going wrong. Okay. I'd be in that position, sit down and watch film. I'll tell you exactly why this cornerback is getting his butt kicked. I could tell you why a linebacker isn't making plays. I could tell you why the offensive line is playing up the expectations. I'll tell you what's good about a certain situation. I'll tell you what's bad about situational football. I could do all that stuff as a head coach. And it's almost like you're behind the scenes, but you're in front of the scenes because you're not in with all 53 players and and uh, whatever minutes, 15 um practice squad players you're not in there talking to every single guy individually 
but you are talking to the conduits to those guys. You're talking to the position coach who will speak directly to them. So as a, as a head coach, it's, it's easier in that aspect because you're going to tell your coordinators and your position coaches what exactly you're looking for, and they better get that done, as opposed to you going to talk to the player and, and making the player do it. See, that's the difference between it being a position coach and being a um, head coach. So you wouldn't have a problem stepping to the podium three times a week during the season, especially when things go bad? No, not at all. Not Big at bear. all. And how many times could you use the term da and to make a long story <laughs> long? You couldn't do it. You, you would, but see, it's a part of your repertoire. I guarantee you it would be part of your dissertation. You'd have to keep on it. you have to keep it. <laughs> yeah. and, and like Sirianni does, you just wear the T-shirt. So, hey, so, so, Coach Brooks, point to it. So, so, Coach Brooks, you're telling me that the team lost this game again because they're not focused. Ah, da, da. <laughs> there it is. Ah, da, da. I like it. That's exactly right. what happened. <laughs> that I would imagine? go to the com- I would go to every, every news conference just for that. Well, think about how how things like 24 hours ago. The games are about just kicking off, right? You fast forward a day. Reich's gone and Jeff Saturday's off the TV set coaching the team. Like, bro, what he just is... he just got there 15 minutes ago. Oh my god, man! <laughs> That's it's... what I'm saying. What? Why? Why would you put know. yourself in that position when you think about uh, how many ex players? Derek, he must have been uh, told he's back beyond this. B- back beyond this season? Yes. There's no way. There's no way. You know what, Rob? And I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. There's no way as a smart businessman. I don't care if he is one of the best players that ever put on a uniform for my organization. There is no way in the world I would ever tell a former player who has no coaching experience, if you do this now, I guarantee you I'll make you the head coach for 2023. There's no yeah. way. Listen, There's absolutely no way I'd do uh, that. Why else would he take it? I, I know he's loyal. To, I'm sure he's loyal to the organization and all that. Why else would he take it? Well, if, if what Bear is saying is true, he talked to him a couple of weeks ago and he said he's tired of this national stuff. Which make which to me, if he said that, it means, man, I need to get back into coaching or get back into football somehow. Then I'm thinking, okay, an executive role. You know, could he be the next John Lynch? I don't know. I mean, look at what John Lynch has done assembling that 49ers team through the years. But yeah. then you get you look at what um, um I talked to I talked to um I talked to I mean I talked to a lot of guys of passing and 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 um, don't go up there, oh Barrett Brooks said he, no, come on, don't do that. You know, and, and right. I'm telling I'm telling that specifically to uh uh, um, um, our producer, hey man, Barrett Brooks said, I talked to a whole lot of people. I, 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 right. I Ryan Clark, right. Ryan Clark's the same way. I saw Ryan, like, man, what you got going on, man? Like, Ryan, Ryan loves coaching also, right? Ryan could step in and be a head coach right now, but he's not doing it. And do you, and, and to be honest, when I look at Ryan Clark, look at the success he's had at ESPN and that podcast he does is incredible. I wonder if he'd be willing to give that up. He has the freedom to do what he wants when he wants, and probably making seven, making seven figures for doing it. He you know, could when do you combine it. everything he does. Um, you know? Shannon Shannon Sharp could do it. Yeah, but Shannon, Shannon Sharp's making seven coach. figures talking for a living. But he could do it. You're talking about no, a guy he could come do in it. And no. be, you got to look at it. Shannon Sharp could come in and be a head coach. Uh, just like I said, Ryan Clark could be a head coach. Uh, who are the guys that are on that? Uh, Marcus, um, Marcus Wiley. Marcus Wiley, yeah. Very Marcus, sharp. Yeah. These guys are very sharp guys. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 Ocho could do it. No, not Ocho. No. 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 
So you're talking about sharp guys. Yes, I'm saying sharp also, guys what, could be. Lead. Yeah, but Barry, there's more than just being sharp. Yeah. You got to be able I, to handle the media. But that's what I'm yeah, saying. yeah, it's, man. They are media, so how could you not say that they couldn't react and, and Shannon, respond Shannon to media? Sharp, Ryan Clark, they can handle the media. Ocho, eh, Ocho can handle it. Who are those eh. some other guys that can handle uh, being and talking to the media? Uh, uh, who, who can handle being a head coach? Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning could be a head coach right yeah. now. Um, All I know, Barrett, if you ever, if you ever got, if in your wildest imagination, if you ever got a chance to be a head coach somewhere, the first thing you have to do is you have to say, "I will only let you do it. I will only take this job if you allow D Gun to be the head of my PR staff." <laughs> What's that? You know who else I could turn be? Turn that place upside down. Who? Rodney Harris. Would be Rodney there. Harris. Okay. All right. Maybe Rodney. There's Rod- a lot yeah. of these guys that could do that, man. And, and that's what I'm saying. Now that I look at it. Jeff Saturday is probably going to be, be all right. I think he's going to be all right. Now that I'm thinking about it, now that I'm, now that I'm really sitting back and, and and I don't look at a head coach like I look at a position coach. And that's what you have to differentiate. A head coach is a lot different from being a position coach. A position coach, you're tied into one particular position. When right. you're a coordinator, you're tied into one side of the ball. When you're a head coach, you just got to manage all these different things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but there's one thing, there's one aspect a lot of former players don't want to do, which is stand in front of the mic and have to take and defend off darts, yeah, verbal darts. And arrows all day they don't, a lot of, I don't, a lot of, no, it's not that they don't want don't to, want but to they will do, they will fall on the sword for their players. Yeah. Yeah, but there's some that, that want to speak from the heart and then they have to be upstairs. And Howie and Jeffrey's, hey, man, look, you can't say this at the podium. Mm-hmm. And that's even more frustrating but when you're told what you can that- and can't. But they have that juice that they can do that, though. No, no, I'm not saying they don't have the juice where they couldn't could coach. I'm just saying, like Rob just said, there's there's more to it than just being a coach. A lot of those guys do not – That you're talking a minimum three times a week. And especially if you're taking a bottom feeder, you three times a week you have to stand in front of the mics. Now, if you're in a market like Buffalo, Green Bay, Cincinnati, where you have 8, 10, 12 guys – but when you're in a market like New York, Chicago, Dallas, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, and you got 50, 60 people in your face every day, dude, dude not, Andy Reid, Andy Reid, as long as he's been in coaching, Andy Reid hates talking to the media. That's yeah. the only aspect of his job he hates. And you know how much he hates it? To the point where he'd frustrate us because he'd give you the same answer every day. Well, you know what? Uh, you got to do a better job. Yeah, Andy, but, but, but. But yeah, we got to do better. Time's yours. No, any time's not ours because you're not telling us what we want to hear. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I, it, it's a. It, it, hey, by the way, the, according to Tom Pelissaro, the Rooney rule, um, the rule does not apply to an interim head coach during the season. It does apply wow. after the conclusion of the team season. The, wow. the club would have to fulfill the rule before hiring a full time head coach. So it doesn't. It does not apply. Just to be clear, so they're allowed to do whatever in season they want. Um, all right, let's uh, coaching will be wild, man. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Let's get it. Uh, let's, you, you don't think I could, man, I could be a, a damn good coach, man. I've I didn't a, say you couldn't be a good coach. I'm saying the press conferences will be wild. Yeah, well, see, to make a long story long, yes, but, uh, I think it'd be interesting. I, I, I would just have to tell the truth. Hey, I mean, hey, like I said, I love these guys, man, and you know, I'm not gonna lie to you, I lie for you if I lie to you. <sighs> You're not telling the truth working for Lurie and Roseman. You can't tell the truth. Well, that's any it's, a, it's it's any ownership. Any See, that's the hard that's, part right there. That's yeah. that's, that's the hard saying. part right there. Yep. That's what I'm telling you. That, 
because everything is not supposed to be given to public, but, I mean, public knowledge. But look at but you look look at a coach that you had like um, what's his name from uh, linebacker from from Chicago, coach 49ers. Singletary. 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 Now, Singletary he, was was he was too brash in that aspect. Yes. Brash as far as yes. he was saying exactly you gotta be a politician too. Yes, thank and you. And that that yes. that would make that would put me in a bad position, but it be, it's gonna put Jeff in a great position. All right, let's get a it. smart dude, right, bro. Okay. He's a smart right. dude, man. Understand okay. he's a smart dude, man. He played with Manning for all those years. Had to be smart. Mm-hmm. All no that question. stuff he'd be talking. No question. All right, let's uh let's get a timeout. That was that it was fascinating. What a what a wow. Wow. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk some Eagles and ask the question because we usually say, well, they're behind the Bills and the Chiefs. Do we need to stop doing that? We'll do. We'll get into that when we get back. One of those teams went down yesterday. All right. We'll discuss that. He's Derek. He's Barrett. Maybe the future head coach of the Eagles. I am Rob. Uh, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right I'm his PR with- director. Exactly. <laughs> Let's talk a little Pro Action Restoration. I want to tell you about my, my good friends at Pro Action Restoration because they are on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. So if you have a home, a business, a property, and you have any kind of inconvenience with water, with fire, with smoke, with mold damage, they are the people that you reach out to. I've gone through it. It happened to me actually on a Saturday. It, look, it's never convenient, but it's especially inconvenient on off hours. They got right over there after I called them. They cleaned it up. The, pro, the crew was professional. The price was reasonable. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. ProAction Restoration has been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. They will work in conjunction with your insurance company as well. So again, whether it's water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low-interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits. 
go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. At Salus University, our graduates are among the most highly trained in their profession because of our unique emphasis on research, interprofessional collaboration, and early clinical exposure. Learn more about our programs at salus.edu. Oh, yeah, we are back. Yes, we are. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports State, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Talk some Phillies. Talked a little union going down. And then the uh, big move in the NFL today, Frank Reich gets fired. And the Colts, at least on the interim basis, hire Jeff Saturday, who had not had any previous coaching experience. Of course, played a long time, but no coaching experience. Um, so the Eagles had off yesterday, guys, at a bye week. And... You know, you got a chance. It was kind of nice in the sense to be able to just really assess and what and dig into the other games uh, yesterday and, and what went on. And one of the surprises yesterday was the the Bills got up on the Jets and then coughed it up and ended up losing 20 to 17. Josh Allen had a couple of really bad picks in the game. Um, and we'll get a little bit more into the Kansas City game, but Kansas City had a real you know chippy game for sure last night against Tennessee and they end up winning. Uh, coming back and winning that game really in, in large part behind Mahomes' legs. But the question I have for you guys is, like I said before, we, we we took a timeout. You know, we usually – it's almost automatic. Well, the Bills and the Chiefs and then the Eagles. Do we need to stop doing that? I mean, the Eagles right now are the odds Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I was saying I that, I was saying yep. that Bar- last week. Yeah, Barry. We talked ahead. about that last week. Um, yep. yep. The only reason why I said our team wouldn't uh, – they wouldn't put our team as the number one team is – it's the quarterback position. You know, you got Mahomes and, and you have um, you have uh, Allen. Josh Allen, yeah. So when you have Allen and those last names, they're going to put you ahead of them no matter how good you think you are. I think we're a better overall team than the Chief all, Chiefs already. Mm-hmm. And this goes to show you any given Sunday you can beat. I think that, you know, when you watch Allen and that squad and you look at the Eagles and their squad, I think we have more um, – as a collective of players than, than both of those teams. We're more consistent than most of those teams. Fundamentally, we're better than most of those teams. But your quarterback position is such a dynamic position that it's hard to count those guys out as a driving factor on how good the team is. Right. Well, listen, I, and I, I think one of the knocks that are, that are that's laid on the Eagles is – well, they haven't played anybody mm-hmm. is one of the things that people say. So you now look at a Vikings team that has just one loss on the season. And that was to the Eagles. Okay. You look at a Cowboys team that has what? Two losses, two, two losses. losses yeah. Yes. Okay. 
Eagles handed them one of those two losses. Mm -hmm. So I, I get it. I get that there's Pittsburgh mixed in and there's Houston mixed in, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But the notion that the Eagles haven't played anybody. And I also see a lot of teams that week in and week out either aren't laser focused, aren't prepared well enough, or just don't execute well enough to survive week in and week out against teams that, that they were favored against. Okay. The Eagles to the, up until this point, through eight games through basically half the season show up every week. And it's not always perfect. It wasn't perfect Thursday. We all know that. But they do enough to win. That's right. And that's the thing that annoys me where people just, oh, they're, they're, they don't play anybody. First of all, there's a lot of bad teams in the NFL, period. Well, so hold it's on. Not, yeah. not like every week it's two juggernauts playing one another. All right, Rob, you, that's, that's great you said that because, all right, look at the Bills and who they played. So when, uh, they played uh, they played the Rams, a bad Rams team. They yeah, beat they're a bad not good, Rams the Rams. Team. They are not. Yeah. They beat a Titans team. They beat With the no Dolphins passing team. game, right? They beat the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins beat them. Then they beat barely beat a Ravens team. They beat the Steelers. They lost. They, they beat the Chiefs. That's one good. They beat a bad Packers team, and they, they lost, lost to a Jets, Jets team. Yeah. So they've really played only one or two good teams, right? And why aren't they saying it about them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I know. I, I think it's selective. It, you know, it, it's it's a carryover from last year, I think, for starters. And I think it's just sort of a selective thing that, that you know, people do. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't think they played a, a, a brutal schedule or a super hard schedule by any stretch. I'm not saying that. But it, it to just sort of diminish what the Eagles have done, I just don't think is fair. And, you know, we'll find out here that, you know, this schedule's got – the Eagles' schedule is – upcoming the upcoming piece of this they should be able to take care of business against washington although washington's i thought they were going to winning that game against minnesota yesterday yeah. they're, they're better with heineke than they were with wentz even though heineke makes killer mistakes too um the colts i don't know what that looks like now well see once again look at look at look at this um look at this chiefs team look who they played all right they beat up no the chiefs beat the cardinals we beat the cardinals uh, they beat the Chargers. Eh, they are all right. The Colts beat them. They beat the, a, a bad Buccaneers team. How did they lose to the Colts? Right. They, <laughs> lost, they lost to the – I mean, they beat the Raiders. They beat the Raiders by one point. By one point. Um, they beat the Bills. I mean, the Bills beat them. The Bills beat them. They beat the 49ers. And they beat the Titans. It's not like they beat a whole bunch of powerhouse teams either. Mm -hmm. They've lost to a team that sucks. Yeah. So I mean, come on, man. I mean, let's let's stop. You know, oh. let's give our boys some, some. Uh, you know, let's, let's let's give them some some power, power to the people. Mm -hmm. Give them they just do. Yeah. Give it to them, man. Yeah. Look, I mean, look. There, there's. You know, you look at the NFC. You look at the league, and you have Kansas City, who's good, but I don't think they're they're unbeatable. I mean. You know, not having Tyree Kill did have it does have an effect on them. Um, the Bills have now faltered a couple of times for as good as talented as they are. You know, the Vikings have won six straight, but we saw them up close and personal. We saw what the Eagles were able to do to them. I know they're 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 a better team than they were, but they've won six straight nonetheless. And all six of their wins have been by one score. And very tight. Yeah, well, you look at one of two ways. Either they know how to win close games or not, but I hear yeah. you. I, I like it. I keep pointing this out to you guys. I like that the NFC East is good. I think it's going to keep the Eagles on their toes. And, and you, look, you still have to beat the Giants twice and the Cowboys. Yep. You know, you're going to get them three yep. more times. 
one of those games you're at Dallas and it's the third of a back to back to back. That's a very difficult Absolutely. spot to be. Yeah. So um I look, I don't think the Eagles go undefeated, but this notion that they automatically get slotted as the third team, I just don't agree with. I, I don't I don't mm. I don't think that's the case. I think we've no, seen I think, enough. I, I think yeah, after this weekend, I think I think they are squarely at the head of the pack right now until further notice. Yeah. You know, uh they've 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 proven that the light switch goes on and off when they have to, when they need to, when they get, seems like they get bored usually in the third quarter. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a great, yeah. that's a, that's a great yeah. analysis on what happens. That's yeah. a great analysis. Like they get bored and all of a sudden the light switch goes back on in the fourth quarter. And it's okay. Enough of this. You know, let's put this, to, let's, let's put this one to bed. Um, and that's a great attribute to have, especially when it gets down to crunch time in big games. Um, but in terms of uh, how they got to where they are now, we'd be sitting here ripping them if they didn't beat the teams they were supposed to beat. You know, Kansas City was supposed to beat the Colts. They lost that game. Buffalo was supposed to beat the Jets. They lost that game. Mm-hmm. The Eagles were supposed to beat most of the teams on their schedule. They beat them, and then some. And two teams that were iffy, Minnesota and Dallas, they beat them. So at this point of the season, nine weeks into a season, what else do you want? They're the only team standing undefeated right now. So give them their due. They don't make out the schedules. The league makes out the schedules, you know? The bottom line is get to the finish line the best you can and put yourself in a position to get to the ultimate game, the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what they're doing right now. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't say it any better. And not only that, I mean, if you look at them statistically, what they've been able to do, I mean, in, in really most of the really important categories, the run defense is definitely not one of them. That's the one exception, which we'll talk about. But you know, in terms of scoring, they're top four or five. In terms of allowing points per game, they're they're top four, top five. They take the ball away. They they create sacks. These are the things that coaches talk about all the time. We need to take we need to take the ball away. We need to protect the ball. The Eagles protect the ball really well. Uh, we need to get to the quarterback. They do that really well. We need to be good in the trenches. They have a really mm-hmm. good offensive line. Mm-hmm. We need good quarterback play. We saw that with the Colts. If you don't, you're out. They're getting good quarterback play. They have a diverse offense where they can hurt you in the run game. They can hurt you in the pass game. Like all of that stuff is there, you know, uh, for the Eagles, it's all there. That's why I don't sweat necessarily who they're playing every single week. Uh, no, they're no. they're a good good team. I've been telling you guys for the longest. It's not, it's not necessarily who the team they are playing is, who the obstacle they're playing is more so what they do in house and how they work on their individual um, performance more so than. What it is, I mean, of course, they're going to take a game plan into playing a team. They're going to look at how to exploit this team, what they can do to find their weaknesses. They're going to do that. But for the most part, the Eagles are playing against the Eagles when they don't make mistakes as far as jumping off sides or having penalties, when they tackle well, when they consistently run the ball when they want to run the ball and not that they have to need to run the ball. They do when they want to do it. They pass when they want to pass. They do virtually anything they want to do against their opponent that they feel as though they want to do. And that's the difference between a team that just pigeonholed like the Titans into having to run the ball every single play. Right. Not only that, Barrett, but in practice, they play against better competition in practice than they do in games. Been saying it for the longest. It's been if think about it. The defense yep. is playing against one of the best offensive lines in the game. The cornerbacks who are, who are Pro Bowl caliber cornerbacks uh, cornerbacks are playing against two of the better wide receivers in the game in terms of physicality and, and, and technical running of routes. You got a quarterback who's as hot as any quarterback in the league right now. Okay, the linebackers are going up against one of the best tight ends in the game. 
their practice sessions are, are probably more valuable to them than the game itself. The game basically is boring to them because Rob, of who they're playing. Exactly. Rob, look at look at look at how um Jason Kelsey. He's got to play against, you know, when Davis was healthy. Bang against Kelsey. I mean, uh, Kelsey had to bang against Davis. Yep. All day in practice. Yep. Can you imagine that? Yeah. And Fletcher. Lane, and Fletcher and, and Hargrave and Milton yeah. Williams. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You got a left tackle going against Hassan Reddick and now absolutely. Robert Quinn every single yeah. day. Yeah. You got a quarterback having to throw balls against the three best as a trio corners in the NFL. I mean, come on, man. You got iron one of the best. Iron. Yeah. The best cover, one of the best cover linebackers in the league in white and one of one of the biggest thudders in the league with Edwards. Yeah. When you're playing against that, I'm, I'm, bro, I'm telling you, I knew. No, I hear you. Every day in practice, I was playing against the creme de la creme. Big Ben had to go against uh, Troy Palomano in practice. And Troy not being where he's supposed to be, but ending up where he's supposed to be. You got guys coming off the corner with uh, James Harrison, you know, and, and and Porter off the edge every single day. Imagine us doing that. I'm, I'm practicing against James Harrison every single day. Mm-hmm. He didn't know how to turn it off. As soon as he stepped on the practice field, he turned it on. And that's something that wouldn't come off until he stepped off the practice field. This is every day could be a walkthrough. He's I going full <laughs> speed. You know, it's a full speed every <laughs> single play. You Once you get into that type of mentality and, and train like that, you don't know how to turn it off, and that's exactly what's going on. These guys are, are, are practicing against some of the best players. Can you imagine me and Robert Quinn and Hassan Reddick going against yeah. Jordan Malata and Lane Johnson yeah, every day? Man, I can't beat this dude, man. That's why BG said, man, it, it, it's, it's almost easier when I go yeah. into a game because I have to go Absolutely. against Lane Johnson every day. Absolutely. Well, I, I, so we're, I'm looking at the lines for next week, and, and they're, they're double-digit favorite again. Against Washington? Yeah, that game's wow. 10 and a half. The Eagles are favored on Monday wow. night. 10 and a half. And, and apropos of nothing, you know what the Thursday night game is? What? Falcons-Panthers. Uh, and I'll watch. I'll sit there and watch. This should be a good game. I, I know we'll all watch it, but like, yeah. woof. Yeah, it's pretty Man. bad. Yeah, bad I'll game every there, week. I'll, I'll sit there and watch it. Well, they said the same thing about ours. They did. Yeah. They said the thing about our Thursday. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Then I get, oh man, why are the Eagles playing against this team? Yeah. Yeah. Now, listen, I hear you. I hear you. Um, but no, I, I just think, you know, as you're, as we're going through that last night, you know, or yesterday, all the games and whatnot, like it just shows you that we have to stop with this, this notion that the Eagles aren't in the same league with these teams. So that anyway, that just, just, uh, just my take. We, we yeah. think our quarterback isn't in the same realm as those quarterbacks. And that's, that's exactly that's where what we is. are. That's where uh, we are. Um, let's come back and let's dig a little bit deeper into the positives, including the quarterback and the negatives here. Some of the things that concern you more, more, more concerns than negatives, uh, with the Eagles, little Lane Johnson update on how much longer he wants to play too. So we'll discuss that. Everything also, else. Also, Rob, when did the players get back? And we'll talk about that when we get back. Just, I, do you know when they came back? What was their what was their days offering? Oh, what what was Sirianni's schedule? I don't know. Yeah, Matt. yeah, I yeah. don't know. I don't know I'll, if I'll, I'll, I'll say they come back Wednesday. So he gave them that full time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I thought they'd come back Wednesday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Paid some time hey, they off. Earned, Saturday, they Sunday, earned Monday, it. Tuesday. And, and yeah, is there a little rust well, there? Tuesday, I don't Tuesday, know. Tuesday's their day off anyway. Mm-hmm. And Monday's usually a maintenance day. So even if they went in, it's just maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All and right, we'll discuss it. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll hit it all. We'll do it all when we get back. And we're going to dig into the entire week nine coming up and then week eight. Uh, or actually week nine that just went down and then into next week as well. So we've got a lot of ground to cover. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about Flynn Tree Services. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem you may face. So ask yourself this question. Do you have any issues on your property or in your yard with your trees? If you do, they're just a quick phone call away. They are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Now, keep in mind, we are in storm season, hurricanes, etc. It's a great time to have your trees evaluated. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848 or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles.
Fall Car Fest. And Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. My wife was in an accident that changed our lives forever. She was in rehabilitation for years. She had to learn to walk again. She couldn't take care of herself. We couldn't afford a nurse. We were running out of options. One conversation with Pond Lee Hockey changed everything. They understood what we were going through and immediately helped us navigate the legal process. We can't thank them enough. Pond Lee Hockey. Tell us your story. The faces you know. The team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program. Action News. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the stakes. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. What's up, everybody? We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. You can catch all of our shows, Jacob Sports YouTube Network or jacobsports.com, any of our interviews, etc. Tell a friend, let's smash the like button. Let's get back on those like buttons, people. We appreciate that. Hey, Phillies, before we get back to the birds here, um, multiple reports have Zach Eflin declining uh, his $15 million player option. Ooh. For this year, that's that's a heck of a gamble for a guy who's had the injury history he's had. That also somebody else is going to offer him that kind of coin, man. I think I'm jumping on 15 million for a year if I'm him. Well, that also tells me that his agent has already had some preliminary discussions with somebody who's dangling more money out there somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, anytime you make a leap, I mean, two days after your season just ended, you make a decision like that instead of it being a well thought out process. That tells me the agent knows something that we don't know about. Yeah, I agree. What, I what's agree. going on is you got a pitcher that was just in the World Series. So his value just went up by 10 because of that. Mm-hmm. And pitched well in the World Series. And showed you some versatility that he could come yes. out of 10. Yeah. Yep. yeah. But but if he's turning down 15, he must think he's going to be a starter somewhere because a, a middle reliever isn't getting that kind of money. Just no, heck no. Heck no. Not even close. I, I think it's a big gamble. And maybe he's looking for security three years or something like that. And maybe a little bit less money than that. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, that, but these are, this is what's going to gonna be a lot of those kind of things, you know, big decisions to be made, et cetera. I don't know if the Phillies will pay him that kind of money. Zach Ethel might be pitching elsewhere next year. Uh, that's for sure. All right. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were talking about the Eagles. I found this interesting little tidbit from Jimmy Kemsky uh, from Philly voice that he put in, uh, in his story today. He said he was at a, uh, I guess, a, a, a mental health gathering uh, that Lane Johnson was speaking at. 
and Lane makes it a point to, uh, you know, get out in the community and, and talk about his experience. He does a great job with that. So props to Lane for that. Um, and Lane, one of the things Lane had to say was he, he thinks he, he's probably going to play maybe two more years beyond this year. Now, I, 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 you don't hear that. And you're not shocked at it. He's not that young where you're blown away by that. And he's also gone through some injuries and some other stuff. But, you know, it does kind of put things in perspective a little bit that you're not going to have Lane forever. And you're talking about one of the premier, if not the best right tackle in football. Which means Howie will go to the draft and get his future right tackle, not next year, but the year after. Yeah. If, it, it, sounds, it sounds like Lane's going to play out this contract. But you know what? That's not a big surprise because Lane's already said he wanted to play till he was like 33, 34. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's always said that. So that's not that big of a surprise. You know, his body's beat up. He's made his money. Um, he wants to raise his kids, help raise his kids, um, and do what he wants to do. He loves the fish, loves the hunt in the prime of his life. Imagine being able to retire at the age of 34 and not have to worry about looking back on where your next dollar is coming from. And then when you get to a certain age, you know, 55, I believe it is, unless the league changes it in the next collective bargaining agreement, he gets a pension. You know, you get a six, he gets a six figure pension. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he'll have 20 years to do what he wants to do, but you know, Lane takes care of his money. If he decides he wants to get in there, he's always told me he wants to get into this side of the business. Also, he wants to do a show like we're doing possibly do a show with us. And he, you know, you know as you know, Derek, uh, he's on the post game show with you guys. He's so. on the post game show, and he's yeah. he's always talking about Pod D-Gun when I'm done. Yeah, yeah, he's always talking about when he's done playing D-Gun. We got to do a show together. We got to do a show. Okay, well, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, so is he that, has options. Does that, does that mean you're trying to get rid of me, though? <laughs> get rid of you? Yeah. B Brooks, let me tell you something right here now, in front of all these good people. As much as we rib each other. And for as much dastardly deeds as you've done to me, I, I would <laughs> never say, deeds. Are these dastardly deeds you've done to me? I would never ever try to get rid of Baird Brooks. <laughs> Baird Brooks is a breath of fresh air. He is a joy. Oh, <laughs> now, 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 come on. Look, what, 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 you guys, see, here's what here's what gets me. You guys, you guys accuse me of being like that that little brother always starting trouble, trying yes. to stir stuff up. Yes, yes. and, and, and even rightfully though, so, we do. Even though I'm older than both of you, I'm the little brother who's stirring <laughs> stuff up, right? But when I speak the truth, like like a few weeks ago, I said I'm in a happy place. I love being with you guys. You guys look at me like, oh geez, Uh-oh. where's he going with this? I, I paid the man. A yeah, I paid yeah. last week. I paid Rob a compliment. Hey, thank you, Degon. Okay, let's move on and hurry before he says something else. Okay, I paid Barrett a compliment right now, and all of a sudden it's getting deep in here. <laughs> you know, you guys don't understand what he did. Like you I like, you I like hot, I like hot foods. I do. I, I enjoy hot food. Why are you gonna go. bring up the past we're in front the of company? Bowl. We're at the Super we Bowl, and I like hot foods. You know, so I like hot foods that you know that are that are. You know, you put some hot sauce on. We went to this hot sauce place because we were just tasting, tasting these hot sauces, and they were pretty good. Yes. I mean, they were yes. really good. Yes. You know, because you they know it not, puts yeah. a little twang on it. Yes. Lo and behold, Derek goes, and we're just tasting, and Derek goes and makes a deal with the owner of the of the company. No, Derek. They bring this hot. It's the hottest. It's the hottest hot sauce they make. In fact, okay. they it don't even three, want to it sell it. It had three crosses on the bottle. Oh man! No, it didn't have three crosses yeah, on the bottle. Three skull, three skull bones. It, it, it was, it was, it was skull and crossbones, 
and they have it. This is how hot it is. It goes crossbones, then it has white crossbones, and they have black crossbones, and black being the, the, the hottest. But then it goes another level of crossbone, white crossbones with a white skull, then there's black crossbones with a black skull. Then it goes even higher. You can go up to three. Oh so you can God. have three mild ones, you know, that are, that are hot, but not that hot, that are white. But then you can have three that were all black. And if, on those, it says on the bottle, do not consume. I'm like, well, why do you buy it? Then? Yeah, it why are you even consume. making it? If you, yeah, They say the taste because of it. You will consume it. So what does Derek do? He no, makes Derek a deal. No, he he makes a deal. No, you set the whole thing up. He makes a deal with them and gives me. No, the no, skull and cross the three skull and black crossbone hot sauce. It was no. so hot that I, I didn't even pay for it. I just took a man's soda. I just took the soda out, out the fridge. Look, man, I gotta drink this. Bro. That's <laughs> and how hot out it was. Store. Bro, my mouth hurt. Yeah. It was literally burnt. Okay. He just Mr. thought that was the cutest thing in the world. Cute. Okay, okay, Mr. Ellis. Yes. Now that my friend who has Dane Bramage has told an inaccurate story, can I'll tell you quickly what it happened. Right. So we were in Minnesota, and of course, as you remember, at NBC, and when you work for TV stations, let's do these stories of the day. Let's yeah. do these challenges of the day. Yeah. So our producer at the time, a guy named Aaron Telaznik, comes up with this idea. We're going to go into this hot store, store store and taste these different things. Then he says, we're going to add a twist. So Aaron has somebody distract Barrett talking to him over here. Aaron talks to the owner and says, okay, we're going to put different- Oh, Aaron's fault. Yes, Different degree of hot sauces on these little little things and let Barrett taste them. So right. Barrett goes down the line, you know, they're mild, medium, hot, hot, hot. He gets to the last one, and I'm like this. Right? And he puts it in his mouth, and he's like, hey, man. Hey, man, this ain't funny, man. Hey, man. And he can't – he's like losing was, his voice. It, it was, was so that hot. hot. Now, by this time, I got tears coming down my eyes, right? He's, I'm crying laughing. I know he, you did that, man. You uh, set that up. That man. was Aaron Telasnik. That was not me. He goes to the cooler where you buy sodas. He grabs a drink, opens and starts guzzling the drink, and walks out the store. And the owner's just standing there like, okay. Uh, <laughs> Guess he's not okay. paying for that. Yeah. I'm not stopping a man 6'5", 300 yeah. pounds. He's burning up right now. So, uh -huh. And plus the guy was from Philly. The, the store owner was originally from Philly. Oh so he didn't, he didn't care. He got the free publicity. But my man with Dane Bramage is telling an inaccurate story again. So bro, it was so yeah. hot that I was sweating. It I was, sweated was, for a whole hot, hour. Bro. I smelled a bottle wrap. My eyes were watering. <laughs> I'm telling you how hot it was. So I did that one time. We went to an establishment. I won't give the name. It's national chain. It's my daughter, her friend, and me and my wife. And I'm always bragging about how I, I love my wings, like hot, you know, whatever. So I get this, like, suicide ghost level or, or so I don't even know what it was, right? <laughs> and the girls are like don't I don't think that's a good idea you know blah 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 I'm like yeah it'll be fine and they're like looking at me I'm like all right so it comes the second this the, the the server put it down the the smell of it was already like ripping through and I can handle hot stuff me was too like I love ripping hot through. Stuff. yeah and I'm like ooh this might be a little different so I have one and I'm telling you, man, like Barrett, I, I know what you're, you're talking about. It, it, it hurts your sinuses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It hurts, yeah. It hurts your eyes. Your your throat and mouth are on fire. You can't feel your tongue. Right. Your lips, right. Your lips are, are in this weird yeah. state. You don't know what's going on. And I'm, I'm like, 
I'm drinking everything I get my hands on. Like I'm doing the same thing. I'm grabbing everybody's drinks. I'm like, oh, you know, this, oh, and I, you know, I couldn't eat. I was done. I didn't eat the rest of the day. It was lunchtime. Like, give, me I didn't some, the give me some milk. Give me some. Yeah. He needs some milk. Yeah, I needed some milk, bro. Yeah, I, I was, I was, it was, it was the worst experience ever because I was sweating. I, bro, I didn't say anything for like an hour. He gonna come over and try to talk to me. Hey, man, you all right, man? I just looked at him, and walked away. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> he, I was. He laughed at me for a solid yeah. day. A solid day. He laughed at me. It was. It was. It was. Uh, it was one of my finer moments that I did not orchestrate, <laughs> but I was glad I was a part yeah, of. Yeah, you did. I didn't. I didn't say anything to anybody until like later that night. We had. Uh, we had dinner at this place. He said, Barrett, I know you don't want to talk to me right now, but this is this is something that I recommend. We call this, what do you say? We call this freshwater lobster. And it was um oh walleye. He said this is walleye. This is the best taste of fish. Freshwater fish ever, yes. So I tried that and it was amazing. I told don't, you amazing. You don't listen to me. I keep telling you this. You don't Not listen. after that. Not after that. You 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 did me in, bro. You did me in. But but I will tell you this, and it's, it's a little bit gross, but I'll keep it as clean as possible. So a friend of mine, uh, and, and she was an excellent cook. It, you, you guys like uh, Asian foods like kimchi? You ever had kimchi and stuff kimchi like that? Kimchi is good. Yeah, kimchi is like yes. rotted cabbage, actually. Yes, it's like a, a cabbage. But, you know, and, and people like it different degrees of hot. So a friend tells a story about she made it so hot one time that, you know, um, a friend of theirs, you know, liked to taste stuff with her fingers and then went to the bathroom and, Use toilet tissue after and burn their butt, yeah, and burn their butt because yeah, because their hands still had like the hot residue on it. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no, they did. They were telling me inside the store, "Hey man, don't oh. touch your eyeballs, man. Don't touch yes. your eyeballs. Don't touch it. Yes. Me, don't touch your eyeballs." I'm like, man, I'm about to touch you in a minute. You better get away from me. Man, I'm gonna touch you <laughs> in your neck. You better get away, man. You the owner of the store. You better get away from me, man. Oh my god. Oh yeah, dude. It, hey, dude. It's it's some hot sauce, hot sauce, hot sauce stories out there. Yeah, I'm just, I'm like, I like I like hot, but that I'm sorry, I'm out. Like I don't I, need that. I don't need I don't need yeah. my privates injured or my eyes burned <laughs> out. I'm, I'm good. When, uh, when, when my wife makes a, a homemade salsas for me, she has to make two different kinds. I like mine hotter. Me and my son, one son-in-law, Alex, we like ours hotter than everybody else's. Right. But I don't like my foods hot to the point where you can't taste the food. Yeah. But I love hot salsas. This I love hot. hot sauce. Like Louisiana hot sauce, I always put on sp my spaghetti or my fried fish. Yeah. Uh, I'll put it on that, but I love hot stuff. Man. I want some fried fish now, man. I told you, man, at that, that, that um, at the game, i tell you what, homecoming, there was some fried fish, man, that I tasted, bro. It's called Sway. They put some space. They fried some Sway up. It was something special, bro. You see, you see Showtime. Showtime. That is one challenge I will not accept. You, have you guys seen this hot chip? Challenge that they always show videos of on Facebook. You haven't seen yeah, this? I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. I've seen it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, no thanks. That ain't happen. That'll yeah. never happen. I've seen Shaq. I saw a clip of Shaq, Shaq doing it on the set when they were doing TNT broadcast. Oh, he couldn't. He couldn't handle. It. He was a mess. Yeah, yeah. you know, talking about. I can eat it. I can handle. It. He ate one chip. Yeah. He got up. He couldn't talk. No, he couldn't. Get, and everybody's laughing at him, and he couldn't get him enough milk. I'm like, mm -hmm. who in the right mind would even try this? Yeah, Dude, no way. No. No, I hear I saw you, man. Some, I saw some fries, William Stark. What? Yeah, no, 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 some fries? no, no, heck no, dude. I don't I even like it. vinegar on fries. People like vinegar on fries. Oh, they, heck they, no. that's big on the that's boardwalk. Man. People love that. On, when, My kids like that, man. I yeah, can't I, hey, mess, in, man. in Pittsburgh, they got a sandwich called the Rothless Burger. Oh, no, oh, I know it's a sandwich. And uh, what's the place called in, in Pittsburgh? Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, yeah. So 
I don't like it. I didn't like Primani Brothers, you know, but they put the uh they put what? the corned beef in there. No, they put the corned beef in there, then they put the, the slaw in there and they put yes. fries on it. Yes, but you I can get like that with any sandwich though. You can get mm-hmm. it with ham and cheese, you get the fries right on there too. I say I don't even like it. is the truth, man. Mm-hmm. The, only, the only way I would eat your man is if I went out that night, and that's the only thing open at 2 33 o'clock. And, in the and he had the munchies. <laughs> <laughs> he was just hungry, that's all. No, we tested back then. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh. All right. Um let's go. Look, the positives are easy here with the Eagles. Sorry, Rob. <clears throat> okay. The positives are easy. Oh. They show up to play every week. They, uh, in addition to that, um, Jalen Hurts is playing at an MVP level. Okay. He's in every discussion that should be had with Josh Allen and Mahomes and that, and anybody else you want to throw in there. Uh, the receivers, you know, between Devontae Smith, AJ, throw Goddard in there. You know, Watkins made an appearance last week, uh, are nasty. Their offensive line is arguably the best in football. They take the ball away better than anybody else in football. They're sacking the quarterback at a top four, top five level. Um, and they don't turn the ball over. There's a lot to like here with what's going on with Absolutely. this team. Absolutely. A lot. Okay. Now, are there? Is it perfect? No, it's not perfect. Uh, are you worried about the run defense? Yeah, I'm legitimately worried about the run defense. Like, that's a concern. Uh, is special teams a concern? Sure it is. Sure it is. But getting back to the run defense, I heard Nick Sirianni today. Uh, he was on the WIP morning show. One of the things that he said about the tackling, first off, he said, I'm not as concerned as, as some people are. I think we can fix this thing. He said, part of what we've emphasized with these guys is trying to take the ball away, which means strip, you know, try to strip the ball away, which means their form tackling maybe isn't as good as it could be. He said, that's going to be a point of emphasis. We need to do a better job of getting back to fundamentals with tackling, and we can do that. He said, you know, perhaps we need to just dial the message back a little bit of taking the ball away so we get the you know the the tackles. So I think that's something that that it is that is fixable for sure. Anyone? Yo, <laughs> oh, I thought you I didn't know you were finished. No, that's all I was gonna say I'm just saying oh, I think I'm sorry. that's I while it's not good right now, I think it can get better. Let, let, let me put it like this. Yeah. Go ahead and try go go ahead and try that form tackle against Derrick Henry. Watch what happens. Well that's you want to form tackle him. Don't try and strip you, him. You, Okay, you're gonna be on that man's highlight reel. <laughs> you, you, you yeah, yo, just like when I played against Reggie, you never want to be on. You never want to be on ESPN on that moment he's humping you. That's the same no. thing. You don't want to be on wait, ESPN Rob, moment. Wait, yeah, wait, you getting? Let's be clear wait. with what you mean by yeah, that. Rob. Hey, Barry, don't say that, man. <laughs> don't say that. Oh, man. I get it. It didn't hit. Hump move. Hump move. Yeah, hump move. You don't want to be on that highlight reel with Reggie humping you. That's a different kind of highlight reel. Come on, man. Help me, Reggie. <laughs> oh, my oh, my oh, my God. Come on, man. Bro, something wrong oh, with you guys, goodness. man. Oh, something wrong God. with you guys, man. But you, you understand what I'm saying. But you don't want to get – you I don't want to get just smacked. Boom. Yeah. See, yeah. that's that's see that's that's immature right there. Stop yeah, but you know what, though? He, here's true. the thing with, with Tennessee. Like, Malik Willis completed five balls last night. <laughs> yes. Like they can't. I know how good Derrick Henry is, but that is a one-trick pony on offense. To no receiver. Let's add no, that. no. The tight end and running back caught pass. Not yeah. one receiver caught a pass in the game. No, Robert Woods donut. Chris Conley donut. Uh, Westbrook Akine donut. It's like they they had they had 80, 80 passing yards total. <laughs> 
you know, I mean, you can't win that way. I know how good the running game is, but man. Oh my goodness. And and I'm sorry if the kid's out there, I get he's a rookie. But you got to trust him a little more than that. You don't got you? to. You got to. You oh cannot do God. that. You know, uh, I mean, just how's he going to grow if you don't allow him right. the bumps and bruises to make him mistakes? You know what I mean? You like know, Jalen didn't all of a sudden. Kenny Pickett. Right, right. You know, Jalen just didn't become this good just, you know, from out of the blue. It took work, man. It took us going through being, you know, that that five and two mark. I mean, that two and five mark where, you know, all they ran was RPOs and read options. Right. And we were we were getting crushed because defense figured it out. You know, it it led to Jalen freestyling, but he they went through the bumps and bruises. You know, um, he eventually learned what it is to be an NFL quarterback by just playing the as an NFL quarterback. Yeah. Now he can do anything you ask him to do. Yeah. But it's going to take you going out there and 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 working with him with that. You know, you can't handcuff a guy like that. You can't do it. But you can't put too much on his plate to jeopardize, you know, his development as a player also. Yeah, and, and, and look, I'm not telling you that, like, Malik Willis is 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 a finished product. He's uh-huh. far from it. But the other problem, too, is they have no weapons on the outside. Like, the A.J. Brown trade was ridiculous. Oh, my yes. It was absurd. It was absurd. Yeah, you so see that's a- why you're trolling did, people, huh? Did you see A.J. trolling, trolling Tennessee? Mm-hmm. And people, people jumped on A.J. for that, man. Yeah. AJ said, "Hey, nobody's open." <laughs> <laughs> and people started attacking, started attacking AJ. Man, I'm like, "Wow!" Yeah, man, that's Twitter true. vicious, man. I'm telling yeah. you, just well, look at him, man. Look, look at what he's doing right now. I mean, now they are trying, they are kicking themselves in the butt right now for what they did. Just like, just like New Orleans is kicking themselves in the butt right now, also because they let go a player right now that has five. Five interceptions. Yep. And their starter, um, their their best player in the secondary is out right now. Marshawn Lattimore is out yep. right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He could have easily slid over and played the wide corner for them. That's how good this kid is, you know. So I, I just I'm just looking at what we have and what we play. And then I think about how the Bills lost. The Bills lost because they got beat up front. That's why they lost. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference between the Eagles team and the Bills team. Yes, we have a different quarterback. We have a game-managing quarterback. They have a dyn- uh, dynamic quarterback. Well, I do think that Jalen Hurts will eventually be a dynamic quarterback. Right now, he is playing well at doing what he does well. He doesn't have to take that next step in being the end-all, cure-all. He has enough weapons around him that he's good. But when you look at them, they got their butts kicked up front, and that's why they lost the game. Yep. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and we have line got whooped. We've yet to see that from the Eagles, and I don't right. think we will, barring uh, any kind of massive injuries or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. All right, so when we come back here, guys, we're going to dig into the NFL and everything that went down in Week Nine, and there was a lot. There was a lot that happened yesterday in terms of games, and there's just like newsy kind of stuff. More assistant coaches fired. Another collapse by the Raiders. What else is new? Uh, Cowboys might be interested. No, Odell Beckham Jr. We're also going to get into our top five frustrating teams through week nine of the NFL. So we'll do all of that when we come back. we get some open talk at the end of the segment as well at the end of the show with some birthdays and some movies. Also, he's Derek Gunn. He's Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis with you on this Monday. And we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about Razor Technology. Razor Technology... They have a comprehensive managed service provider solution that delivers constant monitoring, on-demand assistance, and rapid issue resolution. 
Through data-vetted and insight-driven implementation, they strengthen your existing IT resources with both human power and expertise that reduces security risks and downtime while enhancing organizational efficiency and productivity. They are a strategic resource for adaptive and fast-growing companies that need help selecting, implementing, and managing their IT services. Their goal is always bigger than just one project, one problem, or one upgrade. It's improving the overall functioning of their partners and helping them achieve their business objectives through ongoing synergistic relationships. Give your IT team the freedom to refocus on augmenting their reach with Razor Technology. Contact Razor Technology today to learn how their managed systems can protect and enhance your business by calling 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, 
on this Monday, November 7th, election day tomorrow. So get out there and vote. Uh, for all Definitely do that. Definitely do that. Absolutely. Um, a little later, we'll talk about some of the upsets in college football because it was a it was a wild weekend, man. There was a lot that went down uh, with some of the uh, some of the big boys crashing back to earth a little bit here. But uh, let's stick with the NFL discussion here, guys. A um, couple things. The uh, the Vikings, as we we talked about them a little bit earlier, but they've now won six straight. They were down to the commanders um, and they ended up coming back. Kirk Cousins goes back to Washington, gets the win. Uh, first time he's played back there, but uh, they haven't lost since the Eagles beat him in week two. I didn't see this coming. You know, the, the team that I watched that night when the Eagles took care of them, didn't look like a special team to me by any stretch. They shut down. They shut down the premier receiver in the league. Uh, Jalen just, massacred that defense, picked them apart. They had no answer for them. Um, they pretty much did what they wanted to do against that team. Mm-hmm. And they made that Vikings team look like they were, you know, like a, a scout team. Yep. So they talk about strength of schedule. Well, how about that? <laughs> how about they've run away with the division? How about that? Yeah. You know, that's all mm-hmm. we got to say. How about that? They, well, they're better than anybody in their division. By far. The, by far, right, Barrett, by far, it, it, you know, is the thing. You look at it, and we're going to get into Green Bay in a second, but it, it is remarkable. I mean, right Do now. Do we have to? <laughs> Derek, <laughs> the, listen to this. I mean, yeah, I know you know this, but there's the, Minnesota 7-1, and one, and then it's Green Bay and Chicago at 3-6 and six, and the yep. Bears at 2-6. and six. Yep. I mean, and then you go to the South, no one's over 500. You have four and five Tampa, Atlanta, three and five New Orleans, who plays tonight, two and seven Carolina, who every 13 seconds they fire one of their assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. That we're, we're still on the staff, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go to, to the West. This is how screwy this whole thing is. Seattle's six and three. Yep. Nobody else is even 500. Nope. It's incredible. And then, and then the East is by far the best. Eagles, eight and no, oh, six and two Dallas, six and two Giants. That's ridiculous, man. It's a strange. It's one of the strangest years in football that I can remember, and I've tried to go back historically and look. I can't. I can't come across another uh, year that has been this upside down. This is like Bizarro year in the NFL. <laughs> it really is. I mean, think about it. I mean, every team in the NFC you thought was be the creme de la creme is at the bottom, and the teams that are rising to the top. I didn't think Minnesota would be that good, especially after what the Eagles did to them. Nobody. Everybody was laughing at. Seattle because they basically didn't have a defense. They, they sold their, their franchise quarterback and all of a sudden Seattle has become one of the talks of the NFL. And of all people, habitual backup Geno Smith is the quarterback in the league that leads the league in completion percentage. Mm-hmm. And they're winning. They're winning in, in exciting fashion. Yeah. And even non-Seattle fans are now wanting to watch the Seattle team to find out exactly what is this team. Mm-hmm. And this young man, Kenneth Walker, this rookie, could be the rookie oh of the year. Oh my goodness! No, yeah. he might be the running back. Yeah. Oh my uh, goodness! Uh, lead, you know, NFL in rushing. They keep playing like he's playing. They, 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 they are a complete team. The they defense are. is back somehow. They, they're back. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Competing at a high level. Um, you guys got to excuse me. I mean, it is, it's Africa hot in my house right now. <laughs> I'm telling people, don't touch, this, my, don't touch Swahili my. Don't touch my heat. Yeah, man. 
I tell them, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Just let it let it go. And they, they didn't turn the heat all the way up to like 80 degrees because it's always been cold. I said, no, don't. T-. I was I was gone. That's what I, I do gone. in my that's what I do in my house when my wife ain't looking. I turn the heater on. She'll walk in the house. I swear to you, she'll walk in the house, not in the house, 10 seconds. Oh my god. Is it me or is it hot in here? And I'm like, I don't know. It might, it might be you. Oh my she god. She goes straight look, to the thermostat. You moved in again, didn't you? Hey, look, there's four other people here, honey. You gotta ask them. I ain't do anything. <laughs> no, but I was just saying, I I I leave. I'm 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 gone, you know, from Friday. I come back on Saturday, uh, Sunday, Sunday afternoon. And I walk in the house, I'm like, it is so hot in here. And everybody's like, oh no, it's not, Dad. No, it's not. Ain't nothing wrong. That's I right. go look at the I go look at the uh the thermostat. The, uh, and I'm like, it says eight, yo, it's 70 <laughs> degrees outside and it's 89. Come on. Are you kidding me? No, I, I hate a cold house, but even I had to turn the heater off for the last three days. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just turned the them all man. off. Everybody yeah, I, I had every window now. open in the bedroom last night, man. Are you I, serious? Was, oh, hell yeah. I ain't doing no mess like that. No, oh, I ain't yeah. doing that. I, turn, right. I, let I can't turn sleep AC if I'm on. hot, man. I don't care. Really? I can deal with. I can deal with anything during the day. I don't care about if it's hot. I don't care whatever. But I can't lay in bed hot. I can't do it. That's the worst. I can't sleep. It? Dude, it's I do. Worst. It's like a security blanket when you go to bed. Oh. It's nice and warm. I, I, I love just, it. Dude. I just turn. I just turn. I got a fan on me. Look, look. You can see it blowing. Yeah, the fan is blowing right now. Yeah. I am. I am hot. Yeah, like, you got, got a, a sweatshirt on, man. It's going to mess your hair up, Barry. I know, yeah. man, but I had I had to put something on, man. I mean, I was I had to curl. do a Zoom. Oh, that's what I need to tell you guys. I had to do a Zoom uh, for NBC. For um, I had to talk to a a, a consultant, a fashion consultant. Oh no! Oh, here we oh, go. No. I know, I know. I was good. Here we I go. I was good. You know, I was good. I was. I was she said, "Yes, you definitely have some swag for a big guy." I said, "Yeah, when you're over 300 pounds, you can't go around looking sloppy." Okay. I'm not gonna say any, I, I'm not gonna say any names, but I remember when uh previous management had um a fashion consultant go into certain people's homes and go through their closets and eliminate stuff from their closets. Now, luckily, I never had that issue, but I would always say, I wish somebody would come in my house talking about can I go in your closet? Man, it'd be like it'd be like Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. You see him flying out the front door. <laughs> That's exactly what it would be like. He ain't going in my closet. First of all. You're lucky I let you in my house. Now you want to go through my closet? Yeah. No. She said that I was I was cool. Hey, we appreciate that. Was it 40 Boy Lou? Appreciate that, man. That? Thank you. What does it say? Oh. Says her MVP. MVP. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He is a, he is right there. A 107 QBR rating. Yeah, his numbers are, are remarkable, man. Oh, his absolutely. numbers are well, I, I, you guys know my pet peeve is when people talk about his passing touchdowns and they don't count. Absolutely, touchdowns. Right. Yeah, come on, man. Just yeah. get in the end zone. I don't care how you do it. Um, uh, so speaking of that, have, let me just give you these numbers real quick off, on on Geno Smith. Fifteen touchdowns, four interceptions. He's got yeah. almost twenty two hundred passing yards. He's completing seventy three percent. He's got a one hundred seven point two passer rating. I, I would say of everything that's happened this year in the NFL, and there's been a lot that that you scratch your head at including Jeff Saturday being hired as a head coach after not coaching. Geno Smith's turnaround is right there with any anything that's happened. I couldn't yep. agree with you more. And, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. What in the world is Pete Carroll telling these guys? Because whatever he's feeding them, they're eating it. Yep. I'm telling you, this is one of the biggest turnarounds I've seen in quite some time with this team. When you consider this team was basically one and two after three games, they were two and three after five games. Now they've gone on a four-game winning streak. And they beat the Cardinals, the Chargers, the Giants, and then the Cardinals again. Yeah. 
So that's not an easy road to hoe. No. You know, and here's the thing. They beat them all by double digits. They beat each one of those teams by double digits. Yeah. Yep. They beat the Giants by 14 points. Well, and and the other thing you notice with them is their defense is starting to settle in. It it was was earlier when they were winning, it was like crazy, 35, 31, like a lot of shootout type stuff, type stuff. You know, they've gotten better defensively. They're not what you would call a great defensive team. But if you look at the last few weeks, they've settled in. Like, they gave up 21 against the Cardinals. The week before, it was 13. The week before, it was 23. The week before, it was 9. Okay? So, just during the winning streak. Prior to that, they gave up 39, 45, 27, 27. So, everything is clicking. It's not just Geno Smith playing well. Their defense has settled in. I'm telling you, man, if it wasn't for like Dable, Nick Sirianni has to be in the discussion. His team's freaking undefeated. But yeah, like, like Pete Carroll's done an amazing job as far as coaching goes. He might be coach of the year. Yeah. He he might be. At least he's got to be in the discussion. I mean, because nobody thought this team would be doing what they're doing right now. With nope. a backup quarterback, you just wanted to get to the draft next year, especially with all the draft picks you harvested from, from Denver. And just and continue that youth movement. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, Geno has become DK Metcalf's and Tyler Lockett's best friend. Yeah, you know they're running the ball well. No, you know when you talk about the best offensive lines in the NFL, Seattle was not in that discussion. No, but yet they're running the ball well. Quarterback was not in that discussion. Yet Geno has become the talk of the league. Defense was not in that discussion. But the last four games, the defense has cranked it up. Running back was not in that discussion. Now, all of a sudden, people are talking about Kenneth Walker. You know, so I don't know what he's done, but it's all come together in a matter – like, in 24 hours, it turned around on the, for this team. Mm-hmm. And it's just rolling over people now. Yeah. You know, it's been – it hasn't been overnight. They've, it's been a steady a steady flow of, all right, all right, what is, what is, what is he going to do against this defense? Or what is he going to do against that offense? Or – you know, how those receivers going to step up. Oh, what are they going to do when they're starting running back uh, pennies out? You know what I mean? They've, they've done it consistently and beat consistently yeah. some really good teams. Yeah. yeah. No, what I, are they, like, I don't think this is fake and they're going to collapse. I, I no, really don't. Exactly. Don't exactly. I don't so yeah. when are they next time they play the 49ers? Yeah. Seattle um, plays the 49ers on the December 15th. That's going to be much CTV. Yes, yeah. That's, that's a Thursday night. That's a, that's a good oh, Thursday night game. That's a good one. They, they they have to go to this will be interesting this week. They go to Germany and play the Bucks. Yep. That's Sunday. That's a nine one of those nine thirty jobs. But that's yeah, so they have um Tampa, Vegas home. Vegas is brutal, which we'll talk about in a minute. They go to the Rams. They have Carolina at home. They have San Fran at home Thursday night. They go to Kansas City. They have a pretty hard schedule. They have the Jets home. And then they have the Rams home to end the season. That's that's not an easy schedule. It's a very difficult schedule. Actually. Wow. Yeah. Um, so that's, that, wow. that's what they have cut. So props to them. Um, all right, Gunner, we got to talk about it, man. Packers have lost five straight. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, for the uh, first time in his, uh, his career, throws two red zone interceptions. Yes. He looks half checked out. I know after the game he said, I'm all in and all this. He looks half checked out to me. See, I, Every I was, time you got to remind yourself, you got to remind yeah. everybody that you're still. All yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're saying that, you're not all in. Well, right. 
the thing is, I didn't see the highlights of the games watching the NFL le- network later that night. I said, how in the world did he throw three picks? And the thing that shocked me was the one pick he throws, it was a perfectly called play to, for on a tackle eligible. The tackle, David Bakhtiari, is wide open in the end zone. He underthrew the ball to the point it didn't even pass the line of scrimmage and that Hayden, uh, Aiden Hutchinson fielded yep. a punt in the end zone. The next one, he shows he throws a quick dart, which he's he's connected on a number of times for touchdowns. Ricochet, he threw a solo ricochet off a player's helmet. Hmm. Okay, and then on one play, now here's the ultimate frustration. So they should have scored three red zone touchdowns. Now this one, I don't know if you blame on the receiver or what, but he made this the claim to fame with him and Devontae Adams was Devontae Adams would do that hesitation move to the middle break it to the outside corner of the end zone touchdown. So he throws a timing route. I don't know who the receiver was. He throws it to the corner of the end zone. The receiver breaks in, and they show the ISO shot of him standing behind the line of scrimmage like this. Like, see, this is what I got to deal with, basically. Right. So you basically sent that man to gunfights. He has nothing to throw to. And then the kid, Christian Watson, who just came off a concussion, got another concussion. He can't. I, I, it's a shame. I'm not knocking it's, him, but the fact that I mean, he, can't, he can't stay on the field. He can't stay dude, on the field. So you look at what happened yesterday. Their leading sacker, Rashawn Gary, gone for the season ACL tear. Aaron Jones left the stadium in a walking boot. Come to find out that the tests were negative today, so he might play this week. That Romeo Dubs left the stadium in a boot and crutches. That one of the their number two cornerback Eric Stokes left the game yesterday on a uh, boot in the foot, uh, foot in the boot and crutches. Christian Watson concussion. Let Pro Bowl left tackle David Bakhtiari left the game with another knee injury. I mean, this team just falling apart. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's unraveling just, quick. It just feels them. like they're doomed. You it's know? a bad juju, man. You, yeah, you can't, it's a it bad. It starts juju. with Aaron Rodgers, man. I bring right. Aaron Rodgers brought that bad juju to the yeah, team. Yeah, he did, man. Yeah, he did, man. You got to know, man, where, where you where you uh, get your blessing from, man. You you don't go to the where do you, where do you go yeah. to go to Amazon smoking that Amazon peyote, Joshua Tree. I the don't Amazon, know what's going on there. The Amazon shamans. There's a lot happening there. That was a weird off season. <laughs> it was, yeah. man. It was, man. I, I, I mean, um, everything from from him getting a new contract to his best receiver out of there because they can't oh pay goodness. him because they paid him. Dude, you, yeah. you say what you want to say, uh, but Brady, Brady was like, "Look, if I need weapons, I got to take less money every year." Every and year he's done that. Yep. So you look at you know. A Rod's like, no, I, I need my money. Yeah, I'm getting paid. Well, yeah, you, give me my money. Well, that's what you get. You have nobody to throw to. Yeah. Um, speaking of Brady, so they look like they were going to lose again, but he brought him back at the very end of the game against the Rams. I'll tell you, I watched all of that game. That, those two teams are not good. They're not no, good. No. And no. I, I don't think it's just an injury thing or whatever. I, I mean, the the, pa- the Tampa's offensive line stinks. The the, the Rams have no running game. Uh, no, you know, it's one, same old, one same receiver old. Cooper cup and nobody else and whatever. But the, anyway, so they, they come back and win, which keeps, uh, you know, the bucks, I guess, alive with four and five, the Rams are three and five now. Um, but yeah, yet another comeback from Brady. And he did, he did flash some signs during that drive. I mean, he was hitting guys tight ends. You never heard of, you know, he was just making plays out there. Right? And he was really a, like kind of emotional. I don't think I saw oh, him like, grabbing like oh, yeah. Byron Leftwich. And, oh, yeah. You know, there was a lot going on there. When was the last time you saw Brady hug anybody like that? It was almost right. like, see, I, you know, I'm still me, man. Like, he was kind of like almost trying to tell himself that, I think, in some ways. I'm still checked in, guys. Yeah. I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it all to you. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but they're, they're it's unbelievable. Neither team's good. So the the Raiders were up big on the on the Jags, who have been a disaster of late, and coughed it up. Raiders now two and six. Two and six on the season. I, I think Josh McDaniel's probably out of there, right? You think so? Uh, you would think so yeah. Wow, yeah. one year, one and done. You With think that so? talent? But they, they, I don't know. <laughs> what did Derek Carr say? You know, there's a lot I want to say, but if I'm honest, I don't need to say it here. Oops. Devontae Adams. There's no way we should be losing games like this. If we were playing on a bleep team, that's understandable. But we're not blue. Oops. Yep. Not good. That's uh, that's some bad mojo right there. Yeah, that's yeah, some bad is. signs. Yeah, real is. bad mojo when you got that quarterback wants to blast people but can't. You know, the defenses let them down. The offense has scored when it had to, but the defenses let them down. Um, you go back, go back to that Rams game for a moment. You know, um, uh, Tampa Bay game. How about Jalen Ramsey coming coming out saying, "We never should have been on the field. We never should have had to go back on that field." Right now, now Barrett, you played the game a long time. We all know he's singling out the offense for this. You can't do that, man. Yeah, when times are bad, is when you got to rally the troops. You just the won most. a Super Bowl too last year. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't Bro, do that, man. You can't. Even though that's your best player, you don't you don't do that. Well, he's like you know he's he's top five as far as players on that team. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that, man. You can't you can't call out guys like that. And that's the problem when you have a team that's uh going through it right now. Yeah, I mean, you just don't do that. But they knew what they were getting with Jalen Ramsey. He's gonna tell the yeah, truth from his from his, his point. Truth. Yeah. 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 So, you know, but the, you look at what he has been doing. Nobody said anything to him when he almost lost. Yeah. Uh he hasn't been great season. this year. He hasn't yeah. been great at all. He wasn't right. great the last the end of the season and all up until now. Yeah, he's been yeah. okay. Yeah, and I love Jalen Rams. I love the way he plays, but he has been getting cooked. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He's been getting cooked. I mean, the reason he played so well against Tampa Bay, or I thought it was going to play well against Tampa Bay, because Brady cooked him last year. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they cooked him, and the only reason, and, and the only reason that they didn't really, really cook him is because they hit uh, what's his name, and and they, they might have broke his ribs or something, man, or else yeah. he had more yeah. of a day. That was yeah. good. Not to get off uh, football for a moment, you uh, just came down. Phillies have picked up Aaron Nola's t- 2023 option. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Makes that a makes lot a sense. lot of sense. But, yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Eflin declined, and yeah. Nola picked. They picked his up. So, yeah, I, I, it's, it's a good move. It's a good move. I mean, there's, um, you know, you you look at some of the just to hop around a little bit here. So the you you're gonna have a, a bunch of shortstops: Xander Bogarts, uh, Carlos Correa. Dansby Swanson, Trey Turner. You have a lot of options uh, at, at certain positions of guys that are out there for, for whatever it's worth. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, the That's Rams the biggest just – a need for you? Um, You're saying infield defense the biggest position. I would say a, an infield defender who also is just a good hitter, not a pop uh, – necessarily a power bat. I would say, yeah, that combination for sure. Yeah, I would say for sure. And get another starter in there. But the, the Rams just have every earmark of a team that won it last year, and, and it's a hangover effect. It just, it just reeks of that for me um, with the Rams. So the uh, the Bengals beat up on the Panthers 42-21, to 21, and the Panthers today fired two more assistant coaches. Paul Pascaloni, I had no idea he was still coaching. He's been around forever. What a forever. mess. What a mess. Uh, and Evan Cooper. That's now four just since Steve Wilkes took over. Four that have been canned. Like – is Steve what? Wilkes firing these coaches, or is it a front office decision? And Steve Wilkes is just a front man. You know, Steve Wilkes isn't doing it. 
There's yeah, no way he it. could do that. You know, he didn't have any power right now. He's the interim coach, man. The 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 theory is it it all the the guys particularly who they're bouncing were very close with Matt Rule. Like they fired Snow, who was his longtime court. He was with him at Temple, with him at Baylor. They fired Foley, who was with him at Temple, with him at Baylor. These guys have had you know long connection. It sounds like they're just going scorched, scorched earth. Everything Matt Rule. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, say it. But um, you know what? Better them than us, right? It makes right. you appreciate stability, and that's what you have here. You have stability. <laughs> You know, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, Raiders lose to the Jags, as we talked about now, and they're they're in big trouble. You know, they the, the second – there's only – my count here, you got the Texans, just the Texans. So, the Raiders have two wins. There's only one team with less wins in the NFL than the Raiders <laughs> after eight games. That's craziness. Oh, my goodness. With all that talent they have on the Raiders. Unbelievable. Uh, I unbelievable. think Barrett cursed them. I, think it was, it was I the, did, man. The, the I did, man. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. They've been downhill ever since. R- Rob <laughs> gets people fired. Barrett curses teams. I'm an instigator. <laughs> well, we got a great collection here, don't That's we? That's why we're all together. Right. Wow. We even each other out. Uh, the Cowboys are interested in Odell Beckham Jr. Ooh. I worry nope. about that a little bit. I don't, I don't want to see Odell in a Cowboys uniform. I yeah. really don't. That's a little, little. Not to go with CD Lamb and Michael Gallup and um, Noah Brown. I do not want to see him. Uh, now that's the last team I want to see Odell Beckham with. Oof. Yeah, and you know he's coming back at some point this year too. You just know it. And you know he's going to pick a team that puts him in a position to go deep. Well, yeah, I mean, the playoffs, so. things worked out well for him last. year. It's a shame he got hurt in the Super Bowl, but he won a ring at least. You heard, um, Sean, you heard Sean McVay said, "Well, we still want Odell here." Odell's like, "Man, I ain't going back to that mess." Not now. <laughs> He was up, he was up there with the Giants and, and, and he didn't even know the, uh, the GM didn't even know, man. How does that happen, bro? Yeah. That's weird. Right. Yeah. Hey, that get is that really one. weird. He's really in the building. Weird. Nobody knows he's in the building. Yeah. I don't get that. Yeah. No, that's it, strange. That's bad uh, communication right there. Right. So I don't know if you guys saw this one, um, but Xavier McKinney of the Giants, their safety. He's going to be out a few weeks. He broke his hand in an ATV accident uh, during the bye week in Kabul. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Oof. You might get cut for that. He tweeted out, went away to Cabo. While there, I joined a group of guided sightseeing tours on ATVs. Unfortunately, I had an accident, injured my hand. The injury kept me sidelined for a few weeks. I'll do everything to get back as quickly as possible. Aren't there clauses that prevent you from from doing certain things yes. during the season? There yes. Um, I would have to imagine ATVs have to be on that list in some form. Yeah, motorcycle now, I, ATVs. That's yeah. all in the same. Yeah, even playing basketball, it can sometimes. Yes. Be. Yep. Yeah. See, I understand players when you get a bye week. You know, you want to free your mind and your body. You want to get out, but there's certain things you have to be smart about. Like you don't go on vacation to a city that's an NFL city and hang out in a bar because you get these people say, you know, they want to size up an NFL player. All of a sudden fight breaks out and this knucklehead is talking about, Hey, I was swinging. I punched, I punched the NFL player, put yourself in a position where you could be out for several weeks. You know, there's certain things you just don't do when you, when you have that free time, you got to be smarter than that, man. Your team is six and two. You're out there in Cabo riding around on ATVs. Seriously. What if you ever shredded your knee? What if you flipped on and shredded your knee or anything? And I'm That's not bu- I'm not buying like they're they're on some tour where they're all going three miles an hour. 
Thank you. I'm, right, I'm, right. I'm not, yeah. I'm not yeah. buying that, man. No, well, you're, you're an NFL player. You, you, everything you've done, you want that high of, of, of competing. Yeah, you, you know need the saying? adrenaline rush. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to be smart, man, especially if there's a clause that they don't have to pay you, that's on you. Right, right. I like you just go, you just don't go into places and have yeah. your friends. Yeah, you have, Jason you know, Williams ruined his career, man. You can't have your friends getting you in trouble like that. Yeah, yeah. You can't have your friends doing that to you, man. You got to tell them, hey, man, you got to save me from me. That's you have people around you yes. that will say no, no, yes. don't do that, don't do that. Yeah. Um. All right. So you want to let's dive into the most frustrating teams in the NFL. It has been one of those years, man. And we just laid out a few of them. And the way it's gone, but look, let's do let's do a few of them here. Let's do five of them. Uh, All right, which way are we going? Are we going up or down? <laughs> I don't even like this one. You could really go. I don't know if you have to count them down. You can kind of go where however you want. Well, let's well, start, I, off, I, let's well, start off with, with the order. Colts, man. Let's start with the Colts, man. Okay. How big of a disappointment you had? Number one, you going into this season, I thought they had the best offensive line, well, the second best offensive line in the league. Yeah, I did too. You know, I mean, I thought they were like almost unstoppable. With the production that they could have had with their offensive line, I thought you could run anything you want to run. Uh, they had one of the best guards in the world. Let me let me pull up the, the roster, man. It's, I mean, I look at it, you know, they Quentin look Nelson, like they, you talk about, yeah, yeah Quentin Nelson. They, but then I thought, all right, well, look who else they have starting. There's a couple guys with Matt Pryor. I thought he was gonna be all right. Nope, mm-hmm. he's bad. Dennis Kelly, another uh, former Eagle. Former Eagle. Nope, he's been playing. This is a bad offensive line. Uh, no, I just I mean to go from where they were with Jonathan Taylor rushing the ball, you know, number one as far as you know, ranking as far as running the rock. He's been out, he's been gone. Matt Ryan, I thought he was gonna be a turnaround for him. Everything Stabil- been a stabilizing force, yeah. Right. You know, if they finally got Quiddy payback. He you know, he's back now, but man, they just got their coach fired, bro. It's it already changed it on uh, they've already changed it on on um our lads. They got Jeff Saturday at the end. Right <laughs> They've already changed it on our last. That's crazy. Oh my man, goodness! Offensive coordinator, you know what it says? Vacant. <laughs> well, Jeez. here's the thing: they don't have anybody on the staff who's called place. Right. right. Anybody? You know that's. Uh, oh my that's, goodness! That's, that's scary. That's scary. All right. So, what's your order, back? Get, get, give them all. Give them all. All right. Number four of the Rams. Super Bowl champions are now the most disappointing team in the league. Just losing to everybody, man. Was the record two and six or something like that? Three and they're three and uh, three and five. Three and five. That's horrible, man. Yep. Uh, number three, I got to go with Denver. I just mm-hmm. knew they were just going to be the criminal of the crim in that division. They're going to be good in that division. They would, and, and I thought they'd be competing in, in the in the you know conference, but no, they are still bad. Uh. Number two, I'll go with my Raiders. Talking about the biggest disappointment in the world. And I, I it's my fault. I'm the one that, you know, put that juju on them, that bad juju. You know what I'm saying? I didn't I didn't kill enough chickens. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then number one, the biggest disappointment in, 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 in out of everything is the Packers. Yeah. D gun, you should be. You should just feel awful right now. Your Packers are playing the way they're playing. There's no way. This is your fault for them playing the way. There, there should, this shouldn't be happening right now. You got the best quarterback in the world. D-Gun, I hold you personally responsible for this. Uh, let's see. Last time I checked my pay stubs, uh, I don't, I'm not part of that inept, lame, butt-backward front office that doesn't know how to identify getting your quarterback receivers. I will take no parts of this, but 
because they are where they are right now, Barrett, that team will not frust me, frustrate me one more day this season. Bro, you checked out on not one more. four weeks ago, man. Yeah, I did. I, did, I, I, I Didn't I tell you this? What did I tell you three, four weeks ago? That this was going to happen. Yeah, you said I, the team does not frustrate me. I'm glad it happened because now the management's being called on the carpet by the fan base. They should be. You know, they made a gallant effort to get um, the, the wide receiver that went to Pittsburgh. They made a gallant effort to get Darren Waller from the Raiders. Did they get him? Nope. nope. Well, let's see. Chicago got a receiver. Uh, San Francisco got a playmaker. Uh, Baltimore went out and got a player. Uh, so teams that are in playoff contention, oh, even Buffalo went out and got another running back slash receiver and Naeem Hines and Eagles, Green Bay, uh, got, Green Bay Eagles got, went out and got a DN. Yeah. Oh, on Eagles yeah. went out and got DN. <laughs> got doodly squat. Yeah. <laughs> so no, this team will not frustrate me one more day this season. I told you I'm in a happy place. No matter what you antagonists say to me, you cannot get to me. I will I, say that. I will say that you, you know, but that was my that was mine. I could go one yeah. going down. Packers are number one, Raiders number two, Rams. I mean, uh, Denver's number three, Rams number four, and Colts number five. All right, Derek, how about you? My my number five is Colts. Number four is Denver. Number three, Raiders. Number two, Green Bay, and number one, Rams. Because we all know how difficult it is to get back to a Super Bowl, but you have to be at least a winning team. You get, you know, you have the nucleus. You okay, minus Von Miller. And the, you still had the nucleus to be much better than you were. They can't do anything right. They're like Green Bay. They can't do anything right. So I say because that they're the defending Super Bowl champs and they're at the bottom of the barrel, I put them number one. Well, okay. I, I would say that, but I was with the Steelers team. We won a Super Bowl. And we won eight and eight the year after that. Okay, but, but you won eight and eight. This team yeah, is not I mean, going nine. They're, they're not going to go nine and eight. They're not going to go eight and nine. No, <laughs> it's not even close. No. All right. Well, I went. Um, I went Colts. Which I way went, you going now? Which way you going? I'm, I'm kind of working backwards. <laughs> I'm going. Okay. All right. Now. There you go. All right. There you go. Uh, uh, Colts. Uh, and that may have changed with the way things went today. But I have Colts. <laughs> um, I have Bucks. I have Rams. Ooh. I have Ooh. Raiders. I have Packers. Okay. I, it's simply because I had I had very high expectations for all of those teams. I thought the yep. Rams would come back to earth a little bit. Like I didn't think they'd win it again. It's hard to repeat. But I didn't think they'd be this bad. I thought the Raiders would be a playoff team, although they're in a brutal division. I thought the Packers absolutely be one of the teams fighting for the NFC. I, and saying, you know, the Bucs, I, I, I kind of felt to me like the Bucs were going to take a step back, but I didn't think it'd be this bad either. And the Cardinals, I, I, I the Colts, excuse me, we it's self-explanatory what's happened there. Um, so that's that's why if I was going to throw one into, I just can we just dispel this myth that the Cardinals are anything? Yes. Let's just stop. You know? I had the Cardinals on my outside looking in list along with Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Carolina. And, you know, but yes, the Cardinals, I agree, Rob. We can stop. You know, um, they have uh, DeAndre Hopkins back. Uh, Robbie Thompson has now had two weeks to get acclimated, and they still stink. So, you think, yes. that, you think that head coach weathers the storm this year? He's, no, he's got to go. He's done. He's got to be done after this year. He's supposed to be this offensive guru. They can barely score 21 points a game. Yeah, you, you talk to people who, who really in-depth study the whole NFL and the film of them. They, they think what they run is garbage. And then offense. Yeah. 
It's nothing but it's nothing but you know Murray running around and making plays when he yeah. can make plays. And he got into it with DeAndre Hopkins yesterday. Yeah, he did on the sideline. You got you got Speedy Gonzalez playing quarterback, but he's he can't play the position where it's supposed to be played. Yeah, and he's a finger pointer too. Oh, how about people were talking about letting Jalen Hurts go and trading him to the you know as far as an even trade for Murray? Yes. Are you kidding me? No, no they were trying to trade in, in a first rounder or something like that. There were a lot of those scenarios in the offseason, you know, with Jalen Hurts being dealt. We, we, you know, we heard a lot of that stuff. That's the same scenario people wanted Doug Peterson fired after their first year. Right. It's the same thing. Yeah, you know, exactly. those are the same people griping about what they were griping about Doug back then. So, yeah, agreed. Agreed. All right. So we'll come back. We will, uh, we'll mix in a little uh, college football because we saw some of the big boys, including, including Alabama go down the Sixers are back in action tonight mentioned earlier the Powerball's at 1.9 billion well that will pose the let me, question let me win that Powerball well that's one of the questions we're going to pose and you want to start chiming in on the uh, in the chat section if you won the Powerball the 1.9 billion with a b what would be your first purchase all right well don't mm. ask that question when we get back don't go and the commanders <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you I don't know do you sure you want that headache uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So we'll we'll step aside. We'll come back and we'll put the uh, final fi- finishing touches. Easy for me to say on this one. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. Rob Ellis, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right back. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown town nobody treats you better jeep adventure days Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently, go confidently towards your goals with first trust. Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. 
So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go Bears! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go Birds. At Salus University, our graduates are among the most highly trained in their profession because of our unique emphasis on research, interprofessional collaboration, and early clinical exposure. Learn more about our programs at salus.edu. Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Barrett, Rob, hanging out with you. All right, let's hit some college football because uh, I know, Barrett, you had you called your game. So who won your game that you did this past weekend? Oh, man, Central blew the, the Bison out, man. Okay. I mean, the, the Eagles, um, they just played better fundamental football than Howard. Howard just didn't have enough. Uh, they, I mean, they, you know, player for player, the rosters were kind of equal. Uh, the quarterback position really differentiated things um, from uh, the game. Central's quarterback, I'm talking about, you know, a guy that can do it all. He runs around. He uh, can run zone reads, push the ball down the field. His name is uh, Davis Richard. Yep. I mean, really, really, really good quarterback, you know, and I could see him – I could see him competing and, and you know – at least making a roster or, or being on a um, practice squad player at the next level. Oh, wow. About six okay. foot three, 215 pounds. But Howard had a quarterback that's you know just as good, comparable. But he's six foot five, 200, kind of slender build dude. But Quentin Williams, they just couldn't they couldn't block for him. You know, you could tell the difference between how good the offensive lines were. Uh, but it was a good game, man. I, I enjoyed doing the game. Good. Good. How about Temple? Temple, big Temple, win. Temple got a win. Uh, Did they score yeah. like fifty eight points or something? That is correct, Egon. Uh, we're back. In case anybody was wondering, no, uh, <laughs> no, they look. They won, and and you know what happened? Uh, South Florida fired their coach as a result yeah. of it. Um, what? Yeah. Hey, look, man, you give up fifty some points to Temple, dude. You need to be fired. Come 54, on, fifty-four twenty-eight. EJ Warner, twenty-seven of thirty-six, three hundred forty-four yards, two touchdowns. But they they crushed them on the ground. The kid Sadie had two hundred and sixty-five rushing yards. So hey. yeah, Temple uh, Temple did a nice job. Temple put it on them uh, this past weekend. But how about nationally? So you had Georgia ups. Not I mean Georgia was number three, but Georgia yeah. beats number one Tennessee. Yep. You had Clemson, who was number four, going down thirty-five mm-hmm. fourteen to Notre Dame. You had number six Alabama going down to LSU in a crazy Great one. Great yeah, thirty-two thirty-one which was, you know, just back and forth, you know, wild uh, affair there. Barrett, uh, your boys came up a little bit short, but they, the number 13 Kansas State Wildcats lost to Texas, yeah, who was number 24. Pushed sorry. us out of the top 20. They're 23 now. Okay, yeah, sorry to bring that up, but they did. Uh, well, Michigan well, State. Does, well, look yeah. at this, though. How, how, do you look, how do you do that? Because if you look at um, Alabama, they're 7-2 and they're still in the top 10. Yeah, I know. I know. Yep. You know what that's all about. I mean, that's the name uh, recognition. It's saving, you know, it's all those things. Uh, Michigan State uh, took care of business. They knocked off 16th ranked Illinois. Uh, Kansas beat number 18 Oklahoma State. Yes. I, I, I mean, saw that. 
there was just upsets all over the place. Number 22 beat number 21. That was NC State over Wake Forest. So it was a really eventful weekend in college football, man. That's for sure. Well, um, you're not used to seeing Alabama be this vulnerable in a season, a two-loss season. I mean, it happened in 2015, but this was a team that was number one at one point this season. Everybody thought they were this juggernaut again. But that Alabama game, what Brian Kelly did to win that game, he said the heck was going back and forth in overtime. He told his guys, let's go win this thing now. Yep. And that young quarterback he has, what's this kid's name? Uh, uh, Jaden Jaden Daniels. Daniels, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know, yeah. Bryce Young gets all the headlines. This kid played his butt off, man, in this game. Yeah. And for them to go for it in a situation like that against a powerhouse like Alabama, it turned that stadium upside down. I think, I think the entire stadium got somehow got on the field after that game. It was wild. <laughs> it, it really was. It was, it was a great game. It, it was fun to watch. The Tennessee-Georgia game, I think Georgia really handled them. I watched a decent amount yeah. of that. Um, and, you know, Notre Dame really took it to Clemson. They really, really did take it to Clemson. Uh, but, yeah, there were a lot of good games over the weekend. There there was. I, you know, Florida State destroyed Miami yeah. at Miami. Woof. Yep. Just put who, it on. Who, who in their right mind would rank Tennessee number one? When was the last time a Tennessee team was ranked number one in anything? It's been a long time. I mean, it's seriously. I mean, time. you're talking about girls basketball. Goal. Okay, yeah. girls basketball. Yeah, well, that was back in the day. Um, Pat Summit. Yeah. Summit. Yeah, that's fool's gold, man. I mean, seriously. I'm watch, I've watched two or three Tennessee games this year. And when I saw them go to number one, I'm thinking, who in the world is doing the voting? Yeah, right. I mean, they're a good team, but they're not that good. And sure enough, Georgia, Georgia just clamped down on them, and man, it just embarrassed them. Yeah. Now look, they're uh, Georgia's really impressive, man. Really impressive. So the Sixers back at it tonight. The hope is that Joel Embiid will play. He's been out with non-COVID illness, like flu-like symptoms. Now. Yeah. Yeah, three games. Uh, they're four and six on the season. There's no James Harden. You know, he hurt himself about a week ago, so they they got about three more weeks of that. Um, and they've just been really inconsistent. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what they are uh, right now. You know, I don't know. They, they're a team that struggles to run the ball when Embiid and Harden are out there. If not, they try to push it a little bit more. Uh, they lost to the Knicks on Friday. Um, you know, they're, they're just – I think they're a team right now searching for its identity. As that's we that's it right there. That's, that's, yeah. that's exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to find who they are as a team. Are they a running team? Are they going to slow it down? Are they going to dominate people in the half court? Can they compete? In the you know what I'm saying if you run full court, they don't know what they want to do, man. They don't know how they're going to do it, and I think you. I mean, I I, I kind of knew during this time that if V was out, you're going to figure out kind of who belongs, and who doesn't belong, and you know that's what it is. Embiid, until he comes back, that's when you'll find out who this team is. Since he's not in there, I can't see him even figuring out who he is, and he now he has to go through uh, getting in shape to play now. Right, that's the other, and same with Harden. Yeah, you know, you wonder about both of those guys when they're away for a little while. Just, just what they're going to look like when they come back. Harden's away from the team for for personal uh, issues right now, but Embiid looks like he he's, he tried to give it a go on Friday and still wasn't feeling well enough. It's something that's gone through the team a little bit with this flu. So they they're hoping he's going to be because you're going to need him. This is the Suns, you know. This is no layup here with this team that you're playing tonight. Well, they give they give up a double digit lead to the Knicks, and the Knicks outscored them sixteen to five in the span of five minutes forty seconds. Can't have. And it's like you can't. You, we've been talking about this. They their transition game is awful. 
Yeah. And then after the game, what got me the most is when Doc said, we stopped attacking, we stopped trusting. What does that even mean? What do you mean you stopped trusting? What is that supposed to mean? Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like, we're not communicating. We're not trusted. Like that stuff falls on the coach. It just does. Whether it's fair or not, it falls on the coach. As it should. Yeah. As it should. I mean, you saw what happened up with the Nets. I mean, is there a chance, you know, the doc is out of here? I. Uh, We've debated. Uh, I, I don't think this early, but I think it's definitely a distinct possibility. I, I think December-ish, hmm. mid-December-ish, a month plus. That point, you're – what do they play, 10 now? So you figure they'll play – they will have played about 30-ish kind of games. Hmm. I think that's a good enough sample to find out exactly if this team is responding to Doc. Yeah, you know, Merry Christmas, Doc. You're out. May happen. While we're on the subject of the NBA, did you guys see this report earlier today? And I'm still trying to confirm it. I haven't seen it, and and I don't know if this this site that posted it is true. But supposedly, Kyrie Irving is telling the Nets that he's retiring. I saw that. Did you see that? And I'm I, thinking. A, I, I haven't seen I anybody pick up on that. Yeah, I don't buy it. He's not walking away from that kind of money. No, I mean, what is he making? 35, 40, 40 million? Uh, yeah, I, I don't look, he's unpredictable, right? But I don't think he walks away from that kind of money. Look, I can be the unhappiest person on the planet. I'm not giving back that kind of money. No, I'm not doing it. No, not gonna do I. it. No, nor am I. Speaking of money, yes, Powerball, yes, is it 1.9 billion? Bubba, be more careful. Bubba billion, 1.9. Here's the question I have for you guys. I'll start with you, Bear. If you would have hit, if you were to hit that number, first purchase is. My first purchase is. Uh, A bass man. bow for D gun. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, that's that's probably. I, I would, I would, I would set up. I would set up accounts for my family members. You know what I'm saying, and just yeah. you know, put in their accounts. I wouldn't spend anything on myself to start off with. I'd, I'd I'd secure everybody else first. That way, they couldn't have a handful of give me a mouthful. I want all the time. I'm setting you up right now. That's what it is. You run through this. That's on you. Don't call and ask me for nothing. I'm not even letting you borrow sugar. You know what I'm saying? Wow. You, this is it right here. Don't call me from nothing else. Okay. And from that more from that point on, I'm gonna buy me some land. I'm gonna put me a house up. I'm gonna build me. A super garage, some sort of state of the art garage, and I'm gonna right. learn how to use everything in there. Do all your work in there, yeah, and do everything myself. You know all what I'm right. saying? That's very selfless. That's a very selfless mm-hmm. way to to go about it. How about That's what you, I would Derek? do? My kids and my grandkids will be taken care uh, care of for the rest of their lives. First, yep. of, first of all, and then second of all, I buy Trish the house of her dreams, whatever she wants. House as next can... door to my house, next door to my land. No, what I would no. like to have is like enough land where I have. Say like no, a- not- he just kept going after he said it. No. Ah, he said he didn't no. even give it any any, no. any play at all. No. 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 no, anyway. How about I live a mile from you down the road? How about that? There you go. There you go. There all right, you go. a mile down the road. Um, I would like to have a piece of land where I have like a five or six acre acre bass fishing lake on it. But I'd have uh, Trish. I'd have let her build a house of her dream. She'd always wanted what she considered a cook's kitchen. 
you know, whatever that means. But it would be an open house. Matter of fact, it would be a ranch house because at this stage of my life, I ain't walking up and down stairs. I ain't going up no stairs either. Dude, bro. I'm done with that. But it'd be like a ten thousand square foot man. When you're that no rich. heck no, it'd be like a ten thousand square foot ranch home. You know, however she wants to design it, I don't even care. Do I get the code? What's that? <laughs> Do I get the code? I say no. You get it from my wife and the kids anyway. It doesn't make a difference what I say. You know, I wouldn't come to the house. I would just go to the pond. Like parrots out there fishing again. Oh man, <laughs> I can't believe it. he's stuck in here again. <laughs> Yeah. And just stock it with ten pound bass. No, I'd be out there with you. To be honest with you, I, you would not have a Rob. You would not have a. If I had a, a bass fishing pond on my property, you would not have a problem finding me seven days a week. Yeah, I would cut a hole through the ice and go back to ice fishing again, like I did when I was younger. I'd be out there. You'll fishing. be in. You'll be in warm weather. Something tells me. No, you know what? It would depend on where the kids lived at the yeah. time. Yeah. Not the kids. I don't care about the kids. It's the grandkids. I don't care about. I hear. I hear what about you, Rob? This is, I want to hear Rob. All right. Yeah. So well, I would do, like, let, let's start with the obvious. I would take care of the kids and all that. I would. Okay. Yeah. So I would do that. I would absolutely get a beach house. A hundred percent get a beach house. Yes. Okay. I would 100% get a beach house where I'm right on the water, yeah. whether it's the bay or the ocean. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if it would be in Jersey. It may, I may go like Florida or the West coast. I don't know yet. Um, okay. but I would get, I would get one of those places. Um, I for damn sure wouldn't work seven days a week. I can nope. really guarantee you that. <laughs> nope. Uh, nope. You can mark that down. Uh, so I would do that. Um, that's probably where I would start. And then I would I would anonymously take care of every relative and friend in, in a little way mm-hmm. uh, where mm-hmm. they would never know who did it for them, but but set them up where they're in good shape. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I would do. I, there I, you go. I, See but That'd be my vat. My my nice yeah. thing would be the beach house where I could just kind of kick. We're it. not all we're not all what people crack us up to be. You know? Exactly. We're actually, we're actually nice people that like to do nice things for people. You know. What I'm saying? Yeah. So, I, I, Kevin might be right too. I, I might invest in Cheerio, Cheerio Factory. factory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, I could have that in the back uh, of the house somewhere where we could just. I would definitely have sure. my own White Castles built a model. Oh, that's for sure. So yeah, you'd have to you'd have to buy your own, you know, have somebody run it, but you would have your own. That way, you whatever yeah. you wanted to go, you go. Yeah. See, Rob, yeah. see, Rob, I, I'm with you. My second tier, my second tier would be a beach house. Yeah. But I don't. I, the days of me wanting it right on the water, um, those days are over. I got to be at least five, seven hundred yards off the water. You know why? Because every summer, all you see is all this beach erosion and all these yeah. houses being, you know, swamped with water. So I don't want to be right on the water. I want to be maybe even a half mile. I want to have one of those those nice ones that, that are on the stilts where on you can look out and Same. you can see out different directions in the water in the bay. Yep. I don't want to be right on top of the water anymore. The waves come crashing in, you know, in the major right. storms. Uh, uh, I don't want any parts of that anymore. But I, I, having a beach house on the water would be nice. I like some of those houses. I, I can't speak for, like, L.A. I don't, I don't know how if they have these as well. But I, in Florida, they have these little canals. Which is yeah. this nice and calm, and you're far I enough like from those. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty sweet, yeah. man. Yeah, you I, have a boat I, ramp right there. Yeah. Yes, there you go. A little boat slip right, right there. there. Yeah, I'd probably work on that too. That yeah. that would yeah. that'd be pretty good. You know, every time I go to Florida, they have those nice neighborhoods that have the canals that, that run right through the neighborhood. Everybody yeah. has their own boat. You, yeah. you know what? That might be nice. You can stand right there and fish for fish. That's right the way to go. Ramp. I think. I think that's yeah. the way. Or you can just yeah. take your boat if you want to go out there far. You can just take your boat from right there. Yes. I think yeah. that's the way we're going here. I think we so all no, need I to go to Florida. My wife yeah. will not go to Florida, though. It's too, too, too human. Yeah. Too human. She'll go to San Diego. We'll go to San Diego in a minute. 
Mine would. Mine would love to be in Florida. Mine I would not go to Florida, yeah. man. Yeah, you could always just do it in the winter, too. I mean, I, would not look, I don't want to hear her complain about humidity every day. I can do um, it. All right, let's do some uh, some birthdays here, and then we'll get to a couple other things that we, we need to hit here. Um, I, w- I wanted to – this was from yesterday, but I'm going to throw it in there. Uh, Pat Tillman would have been 40 yesterday. Wow. Um, yeah. And Played, we know uh, safety, he plays safety for the Cardinals. The, the Cardinals, yep. yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep. And, really good uh, guy. Yeah. Rest in peace, Pat. Yep. Yeah. You know, yeah. served this country well. 25, 26 years old, gave gave it all up for uh for service. And you hear that? He's he's he, right right in the middle. I mean, he's right at the beginning of becoming a dominant player on special teams and starting to get in reps to being a player um on the defensive side of the ball. Yep. The call came out. To go overseas to to, to, yeah. to fight for his country, Osama bin Laden. He hangs his cleats up, enlists in the army. Bam, he's right over there. Yeah, he was a ranger, right and uh, yeah. unfortunately, it was it was friendly fire friendly that, that fire. did him in, yeah, and it was man. tragic. But uh, yeah, so he would have been forty yesterday. So um, wow. uh, Lord, the the singer L O R D E, who's had a bunch of hits, uh, was was born uh, on this date, nineteen ninety six. So she's 26 years old. 1996. Jeez. Uh, yeah, how about that, right? Man. Uh Marie Curie uh, Curry is the uh the first woman to win a Nobel Peace Prize. She was born in 1867. Madam Curie. Yeah, Madam Curie. So did you know her and her husband were the first husband and wife team ever to win a Nobel Prize together? I didn't know. Wow. As, a, as a family, they won five total. Kids five too? Nobel prizes. Yeah, no, I think it's just her and her husband. Oh um, the first, what is it here? Um, she is the first and what only woman to win the prize. Oh, she's the first and only woman to win the Nobel Peace Prize twice. Hmm. She and her husband, the first ever married couple to win it, and I guess they won five total. Man, high achievers. You imagine that? Must be tough man, being I, the kids, being those I kids. Win, man. I can't even win a lottery. She's winning yeah, the Nobel that, Peace Prize. That bar said high. Uh, Billy Graham, the preacher, was born yep. uh, in 1918 uh, on this day. Joni Mitchell, the singer, was uh, 79 years old. Marcus Luttrell, who was a, a another uh, war hero, uh, the lone survivor. If you've ever seen that movie with yep. yeah, uh, Mark yeah, yeah. that's Marcus Luttrell. Amazing, amazing. That guy's you know still with us. Thank God he is 47 years old. Dana Plato from uh, Different Strokes had a pretty tragic life. Uh, she was born this day, 1964. Yeah, wow. Woof. Uh, King Kong Bundy, the wrestler, born this day, 1955. Hey-o! Yes. Unfortunately, <laughs> no longer with us. Uh, Derek Watt, one of the Watt brothers, is 30 years old today. Uh, Christopher Knight from the Brady Bunch is mm. uh, 65. Yeah, Peter Brady, 65 That's years unbelievable. old. Unbelievable. Uh, wow. That. It's that. Jim Cott, the uh, longtime baseball player and broadcaster, just retired from broadcasting, is 84 years old today. Uh, I don't have a ton of other birthdays, Gunner. If you were- well, my uh, dog, my dog, my boy, D- Danny Smith, used to be the uh, special teams coach. For no, the yeah, Eagles. yeah, Steelers. De- yeah, Detroit. He's with me in Detroit, and now he's with the Steelers. Okay, Danny, my my boy, he turns Chews a lot of gum. Today. That's all he does: chew gum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another. Uh, LaCharles Bentley, good um Yeah, good player. Center. Oh, yeah. Good player. Yeah, good yeah, player. His birthday. Yeah. Um oh, former Eagle, Will Dent. Will his Dent. birthday. Yeah, mm-hmm. remember him? Oh yeah. And this is his birthday's today. Um who else we're, did I see? We're up against it here. We got we got David okay. Gouda. David Gouda, the uh, yep. DJ, uh yep. world now. 
Reed Ewing, you played Dylan in Modern Family. Yes. Uh, Javante Davis, the boxer. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And uh, Hassan Rockman's 49. Rockman. Yep. Rockman. Yep. All right. All right. Movies Elf came out this day in 2003. Yep. Will Ferrell. Uh, Madagascar Escape to Africa, 2008. There's not a ton of great movies. Uh, that's about all I got. Starship Trooper. I love that movie. Yeah, it's another Me one. Me too. Another <laughs> one. And uh, have you ever seen the movie Eve's, uh, Eve's Bayou with Samuel yes. L? Megan yeah. Good, Lynn Whitfield, and uh, Diana Carroll. That's a really good movie. Okay. Great movie. Great yeah. movie. Yep, that one as well. Yep. We're out of time, fellas. Uh, we filled it up to time. We want to thank Xander Krause, producer of the program. We want to thank everybody in the chat section, everybody streaming, everybody listening. Xander you know was the real deal. quiet today. Who was? Xander. Xander was awfully quiet today. Busy, man. He's got a lot going on. Got a lot he ain't doing on. nothing, man. He back there napping. He ain't doing nothing. Uh, national football show coming up with Dan Cilio. Uh, we're back tomorrow, same time. We will uh, looking forward to it, fellas. So, everybody, thanks for hanging. We'll see you tomorrow. We are Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.